Hotline League episode 16 is here, and boy, do we have a show for you tonight. There's so much to talk about. This weekend was the weekend of upsets. Is Golden Guardians just going to kill everyone? Who knows? I don't know, but we're going to talk about it. And guess what? It's a special show for you tonight because this is the first time we've ever had this many guests on. That's right. We've got the head of video for basically three uh, really exciting teams. 100T, uh, head of t videos here, TSM, and Team Liquid, all that and more in just a second. Hotline League is brought to you by Omen by HP. All right, here we are uh, as the show is Ooh. starting. Hello, everyone, uh, and welcome Hello. to the show. Hello. Um, hi. Hello. Hi. What's Everything. Up? The show looks really nice tonight because we've got three <laughs> three video producers <laughs> who who all spent one. I warned them ahead of time that they needed to make it look good, and they've they've done a good job of that. Uh, we'll go ahead and introduce them in just a second. But first off, I need to introduce my constant co-host of the show, the man himself, Mark Zimmerman. He always brings the enthusiasm and the excitement to the intro of the show. Mark, how's it been? It's been real good. I spent today filling out W9s and invoices, and nothing gets me geared up to talk about League of Legends quite like busy work. And there you go. That's set the tone for the show tonight. It's the enthusiasm that we need. Uh, so we're going to go in uh, clockwise order as we introduce our guests on the show. So in the, I think it's the bottom right. I don't know how this ends up being produced, but uh, we got Damien Estrada of Team Liquid and 1UP Fave. How's it going, Damien? Uh, not bad. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I can Amazing. hear you. Amazing. Yeah, so it's going fantastic. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? And, you know, I, I never know how you like to be introduced. I'm just a guy in the world. Um, I'm a, a creative director at One Up Studios, um, and uh, I help run this studio and make it function. Um, I was part of Breaking Point and Rebirth and Squad and Champions and Hungry. It just keeps going on, you know? Yeah. You've done a bunch of stuff. And Azubu, I think, is maybe the thing that most people know you for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually gained a lot, ton of fame there working with uh, Yiling Ping. Yeah, exactly. Probably most prolific. So Damien's been around for a while. Damien's a good friend of mine. Next up, we got in the, the middle slot, we got Max Olivo. I've never actually had to say his name before, so I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Is that how you pronounce it, Max? Olivo, actually. Olivo! We got Max yes. Olivo. Okay, we have to do the whole show over again. No, uh, yeah, yeah, let's start over. Max, uh, you have a different title now than you did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's the same title, but uh, I guess I'm just doing more. Um, I'm the director of video production at TSM. I've been working here for three plus years since like the beginning of 2015. Um, and in that time, I've done things like TSM Legends, Ask TSM, and just like helping TSM's YouTube channel transition from like the webcam vlogs over to like high production stuff like TSM Legends. So yeah, yeah that's me. All right. And so we've got Max. And then continuing the theme and in the final slot, Maybe the newest, I, I assume that you are newer than Max to the League of Legends scene, Gabe. Uh, yeah, unless you count the Winter Fox days, which you shouldn't. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You're brand new or newer than, yes. Yeah, so we've got Gabe, uh, Gabe Ruiz, who is on the show tonight. And Gabe, how about you? How do you want to introduce yourself? I was going to go word for word with what Damien said. I was okay. part of a Breaking Point uh, squad champions, America's team. That's uh, no longer. But yeah, no, I'm now... Um, uh, director of video production at uh, 100 Thieves. Yeah. 
And so again, for Crater those that don't know, heist. there we go. That's the one. For those that don't know, uh, Gabe used to work with Damien at One Up and Team Liquid, and then at the start of this year, uh, end of last, uh, transitioned over to to head up a lot of the stuff over at Hundred Thieves. So I'm sure we'll get some good banter in tonight between Damien and Gabe as they obviously have a lot of history together. So yeah, I mean, I think it's an exciting show. Uh, this all happened basically because Gabe was desperate to come on the show and has been asking me when I was going to have him on. And then I think in a moment of desperation, just said, when are you going to do the content creator show? And I, I decided like, Oh wait, that actually could be kind of cool. And suggested it to Mark and, and Mark uh, decided to, I was, I was disappointed because I wanted like, I wanted night blue. I wanted, you know, like real content creators, but we instead we got all like the, yeah. Yes. Heads of video production, which yeah, Fedmeister, yeah, yeah. Uh, second sequence, all those guys. No, uh, so I, I'm excited for it. I think it's a little bit different than what we've done in the past. Also, congratulations to Damian Estrada who just got gifted a sub uh, in oh, Twitch chat. Wow. So now you're you're a sub to the channel. Congrats. Yeah, it's a big moment for you. All right, uh, let's go ahead and uh, just talk about a couple things at the start of the show before we start taking callers. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, Damien, you, I think maybe are, are the most senior among everybody. Cause I remember, <laughs> you know, the first time we ever met, it was in 2013, uh, whenever LCS kicked off and you, uh, I tease you, but you were at the time working for Azubu, helping to produce some of the content that they were making out of there. You know, if you, if you like, what, what are some of the big takeaways or maybe some of the, the coolest things that you've been able to work on in the past five or so years of your, your esports content creation career. You're muted right now, unfortunately. <laughs> I think, can you hear me now? Yeah. That's amazing. Technology. Uh, I think some of the coolest stuff that I've been able to work on um, was definitely seeing the evolution of esports content as a whole, specifically from like the League of Legends side, right? Like when I started, like everything that Riot did, I felt like no one could touch, or at least that it that's no one really could touch it. And it was like one of my goals to attempt to like get to that production quality. Um, and so to see like, you know, what we did with Rebirth and then <clears throat> what we did coming into like squad and really like raising the bar as a whole, like there was definitely a lot of competition with Max and I. Um, in that, like, you know, it was like, we do something cool then Max would do something cooler. And then we try to do something cooler. And then it would be like this back and forth. Um, and basically all the other teams, uh, just kind of got screwed over because we made like really unrealistic expectations for what a single person could do. Yeah. And then once you start adding more people, then it got crazier. So I think, um, for me, the coolest thing to work on was just leveling up team content as a whole not one specific project yeah max how about you so you uh i actually don't know how you ended up in the scene like how did you end up working for tsm and had you done some stuff yeah. before then yeah fun fact also did work for zubu as a freelancer um mostly worked with like rachel querico like the interviewer um she worked a lot back in league back in the day so uh, i started off as a camera guy for her, like at MLGs, BlizzCons, uh, League World Season 3. So uh, that's where I got my start. And that's the most of my work ended up in my reel that I showed to TSM. And that's what got me hired. So yeah. without Azubu, there's no TSM Max. Yeah. Azubu was the founding father of everything. Uh, that's right. Gabriel actually 
his first uh, time as, as a content creator in League of Legends space was actually when I interviewed him at a CLG oh, no. tournament in like 2013-2014, I think. Uh, but Gabriel, like, how did you sort of fall into all this stuff, and and how did what were some of your first moments in this? Because I think the reason I'm kind of asking these questions is just because I think a lot of people wonder how they can get involved in all this stuff, and so it's kind of interesting to hear all your stories at the start of this. It's hard to say. Like that is just, uh, gosh, it was such a weird path to take. Like I used to throw tournaments, like for a lot of you know for the Grid Cyber Lounge in Geno Hills, which like was the Phantom Lord and the CLG camp tournament, like it means like nothing now. Uh, and then basically just one thing led to another, I went to winter Fox, went to Chicago luminosity, like my stuff. Boom. Now I'm on one up. Damien stole me from, uh, luminosity and yeah, I was with one up for a year plus and then here I am. So kind of just a sequence of events that sound boring, but were just weird how they happened. Yeah. Uh, and then, Damien, do you really want to really quickly want to introduce who else is now sitting in the frame with you? Yeah, uh, this is Ian Sansevera, director of post-production for 1UP Studios. Yeah, I just, I kind of want to just... His mic is, uh, I think, not on, or it's getting oh. picked up by yours. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. did you hear him through that? Uh, uh, not great. Poorly, yeah. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> not. I, I'm, so I'm, we're having some technical... Yeah, I don't know. I added you to the Discord on I don't know what computer you signed in on, but you are in the Damien, Discord. maybe maybe you can introduce Ian. Wait, did I not? Could yeah. you not hear me? Yeah, I heard you, but I, whatever he was gonna say. Uh he said that he wanted to sit down here awkwardly during the middle of that. Okay, well good. We did it. Um other than that, let's let's talk a little bit about well, Mark, I'm just curious if you have anything before we get into to calls. Uh, not in particular. Great, great. That's <laughs> there was, there was, I know that, that was enunciated pretty weirdly, uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, no, I guess. Okay, Sorry. sounds good. So, uh, you know, rather than just jumping around and talking about all this different stuff that happened this week, and I think maybe it's just fun for this particular episode if you guys call in, um, you know, I think there's a lot of interesting questions to talk about with these guys. They get to see the players and teams in, in moments that probably very few other people do. Uh, for them, I think there's a lot of interest and, and conversation to be had around like, what do they decide to put into it? What don't they, you know, all the way back to like the breaking point days, whenever the, the Team Liquid movie came out and we saw a lot of craziness um, in that video and sort of a, a side of a team that I think we hadn't seen so much before. So just a lot to talk about and really excited to sort of hear from everybody. Mark, do you want to do the spiel on how Collins work? Yeah. So the way this works, if you guys haven't seen before, is I'm going to spam the Discord in Twitch chat right now. If you haven't uh, joined the Discord yet, join up. And then there's going to be general text channels and general voice channels. So you're going to need to join a general voice channel so that I can eventually drag you into the waiting room if we want to use your question. And then you're going to spam your question slash take slash whatever you're typing in general and then i'll read them i'll pick one out that i think is good and then you'll be in the waiting room until i make sure that your audio works fine and then we'll drag you onto the show and like i said generally speaking we want takes but maybe for this episode questions are more acceptable because it's going to be a lot more about the guys on screen than the yeah. callers than usual i'd say and while those calls are coming in and everything's getting heated i i'd like to actually hear from gabe max and damien in whichever order uh, which one of your teams are going to finish highest this split at the end by week nine? 
Who's first? We're all 1-1 one, one against each other. What's TSMTL's record? One. Uh, we haven't yeah. played the second game yet. We haven't played the second one yet? Yeah. That's Who won the first one? TL. Ah. We got a three-way tie for first. What are you talking about? Or three-way tie for second. Sorry. First is gone. Yeah. We're going to three-way tie for second. C9 is going to drop out of it. Yeah, because right now, so 100 Thieves and Team Liquid are ahead of TSM at eight wins and six losses. TSM's at 7-7. Seven, seven. <laughs> and I assume 100 Thieves and Team Liquid, you said you're 1-1 one, between. So there's a tie there. So you guys are just a little bit above TSM. But it does feel like TSM is kind of on the, the upswing. I don't know, Max. Do you think that the guys will be able to pull it out? TSM will finish at least second place. Okay, there we go. That's second, you th at least second. That's tough. Or finish playoffs, like playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. Okay, got yeah. it. Oh, playoffs. Okay. I was gonna say yeah. like the regular. That's crazy. Oh no 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 no. Yeah, that's impossible. But <laughs> playoffs, we get to the finals yeah. at least. Because we only have about two weeks left, so I'm excited to yeah. see how these things go. Um, uh, let's see. Do you want to go ahead and start pulling people, Mark? You're muted, by the way, if you're talking. Yeah, I know. I was uh, I was scrolling through tech shit. Yeah, I'm ready to grab the first guy as long as this thing works. Hold on. Yeah, sure. And you know, take your uh, your time. I'm gonna go ahead and shout out some some people who donated and subbed. All right, cool. So really quickly, while he's grabbing the first caller, I want to give a shout out to uh, Derek Rasenkin, LOL, Mastery Yowie, uh, or Mastery Yowie, Efish, Cub Seven Five Five Seven, Wrath of Khan, uh, Fool on a Hill, and a couple of more people we'll get to in a second. We've got OPT on, Opt, uh, I believe, uh, and he'll be unmuted in a second as Mark unmutes him. I am. Oh, is sorry. it OPT? It's Opt. Opt. Okay. How's it going, Opt? Where are you, uh, where are you I, calling from? I am calling from the College of New Jersey, which Wait. is obviously pretty much uh, self-explanatory. It is a college in New Jersey. Very <laughs> exciting. Nice. That nice. sounds like the most generic place ever. It is. It is. Uh, it's basically for the people who uh, didn't want to go to Rutgers. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the school Rutgers uh, in New Jersey and uh, waitlisted from Princeton. So basically, if you didn't want to go to Rutgers and you didn't get into Princeton, but you wanted to stay in state, this is where you end up. Gotcha. All right. Well, yep. what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? All right. So let me get into it. So what I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask the creators um, about the content that actually makes it into the videos. So essentially, where is the line drawn between what we see in the videos and what remains, uh, quote unquote, personal to the team, if that makes sense? Things like, when is it appropriate to put like fights, disagreements? Uh, and when is it, um, I guess, more advantageous to keep that information personal to the team? So essentially, where where is the line drawn, if that makes sense? And we'll just, I mean, the three of you guys will just have to start diving in on this stuff because it's too hard for me yeah. to throw it to each one of you. So who wants to take it first? Mm. I can <laughs> do it, I guess. Yeah, Max, <laughs> go for it. Um, It's kind of just part of it, like deciding episode by episode, like what to leave in, what to take out. Um, And I'll say this, like TSM, the team probably argues every freaking day of scrims. And I probably won't put it in Legends. Mostly because if I put it in Legends and Legends is like a 14 minute thing, that's what that's the only thing people are gonna like talk about about the episode, you know? So like and I don't want like an argument to define like that's the current like status of the team. Like, oh, they're just arguing in scrims. Um, even though it happens like every day, I'm sure it happens on Hundred Thieves, on Liquid. And so um, you know, sometimes I do leave arguments in if it's like relevant to like the storyline of the team like if that's all that's happening if they're just arguing 
then sure, like I'll make that a point in the show. But uh, you know, teams argue, and that's just part of it. And uh, you know, in the very second episode of Legends, I put an argument between Loco and Virg. I think and that's all they talked about. And I was like, okay, I mean, this is kind of standard, but um, everyone's talking about it like as if TSM's falling apart already. So um, yeah. So Gabe, from anyone else? Gabe and Damien, I'm, I actually assume that there are lots of arguments occurring on Team Liquid and 100 Thieves right now because I feel like I've, I've never heard of teams that are in your guys' position where there's a lot of inconsistency and expectations are high. Um, and I, yet I think in watching both your shows, I rarely see arguments. There's like heated moments or maybe like some tense moments, but kind of curious, yeah, both on the argument side more broadly, how do you guys tend to approach that stuff? Well, I, think, I mean, we go ahead, Damien. <laughs> um, I feel like uh, we both kind of had a, a good sense of both of those. Like uh, Gabriel's last episode, there's a really cool moment where the like everything's super silent, and then after Mu like breaks the silence, like showing his leadership skills. Um, I think that's like a good peek into what it's like to hold an L on Hundred Thieves, um, and most teams, to be honest. There's either like complete silence or someone's like really mad about something. Um, for me, uh, I, I kind of agree with what Max is saying is if you, even if they're only arguing for 30 seconds and you put that 30 seconds in, people are like, Oh my God, the team's exploding. Everything sucks. <laughs> yep. TSM management sucks. Liquid management sucks. Hundred thieves management sucks. Like you need to get a new owner. Like everyone needs to be fired. Like this whole, you know, crazy thing because like someone disagreed and picked ban and it's just like chill out. Like, <laughs> so I think before in the past, we put a good amount of stuff in, um with like rebirth i think like obviously you know we saw mark z bench piglet like we saw uh like people have conversations with phoenix like i think mark z getting mad at phoenix like mark knows i mean i don't know what do you think mark knowing that you were there during like the rebirth times um what was do you think like uh we were pretty genuine to what was actually going on or yeah more or less i think like some of those things you can't talk about there's like uh, you know, no way to compromise between truth and like people's feelings. Sometimes like you just kind of have to show it. Um, and so either you don't show it and people move on or you do show it and they have to be like prepared for that stuff. And since we've been to Piglet, like that's all our fans cared about, kind of had to show it. And I think like the way we did it was very tasteful. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So I think as long as like everyone understands, which at this point it's pretty common for pro players. Like when we started doing it, it was one of the first shows that was that in depth. So I think maybe it was a little more awkward then, but uh, nowadays I think players are pretty much understanding that like every week someone might see some shit that happened and they don't, I don't think they care that much anymore. So is the it, other is, thing, uh, Oh, go ahead, Damien. The other thing that's also kind of difficult is like, um, one of the things that's so frustrating and I know Gabriel and I used to get so frustrated at this back in the past where people would be like, Oh, did they script this? It's like, no, we didn't oh script gosh, like yeah, any of this. Like none of like, this obviously was scripted for drama. Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, we put them the effort to do that. Come on. If we scripted it, like give us a little more credit. Like these players would, you know, speak a little more intelligently or there'd be like more interesting conversations. Someone would have slept with someone's girlfriend. That's what would have <laughs> Yeah, been. we would have gone. I don't, in I don't think drama. you need to script that. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, just to like quickly tune in so we can go on a new topic um no 100 thieves is a is a bit different than any team that i've been working on they don't we don't really have like too many polarizing uh personalities that are so like confident everyone 
Paul chooses to listen here. And so like the silence that you guys saw in like the after the Golden Guardians match in the heist was pretty much the gist of what a what a, you know, like argument, like people just really blame themselves on our team a lot. And so you get a lot of silence, but a lot of it's um just trying to get people to talk rather than an argument would be hundred thieves way of going. But uh yeah, we show a lot of what will tell the story. If it's not going to tell the story and, and it's going to make people linger on the wrong fact, then we won't put it in. But if it helps tell the narrative that is what is going on with um hundred thieves and it helps you feel that emotion and connect with the players on what they're going through, then we'll we'll keep it in. So one thing that I kind of want to spin this conversation off of, and I, I was waiting for the right moment to bring it up on the show, but actually the first question kind of is a good place for it. I'm very curious because breaking point, which was something that Damien uh, sort of oversaw. And I know Gabriel, you did a lot of the edit on it. It was a contentious thing at the time I was doing a show called Esports and chill and like Hunter who now runs golden guardians and Nick and Kelby uh, always used to debate whether or not it was a good idea to put this out or who it shouldn't or whatever. I'm very curious, Max, as a, vi- a movie that like had a lot of drama in it and tense moments and some people debate how much it, you know, if it was too much or if it showed too much behind the scenes, what did you think of Breaking Point and how would you like, is that, would you have shown that much to the audience and, and what do you kind of think of the, the way that they took that? Um, well, first off, like Breaking Point was super important for the scene. I think in general, um, a lot of people refer back to that. It's still like mentioned every now and then. Um, but I wouldn't see myself doing that because our team wasn't that extreme. And like the sad or like good thing, I guess, about Breaking Point was like, since I like worked with Loco for a year, like I know that that is not scripted and it was pretty true to what actually happened. Um, and what I, I think I tweeted like right after it went up, I was like, I hope most people who are watching this don't think that this is what all teams are like. I think that season, that team was like lightning in the bottle, like one up, like capitalized on that team and that situation. And uh, it ended up being like a really great doc that ended up being really important for the scene. So um, I couldn't see myself doing it just because, you know, our team wasn't like that, but uh, I can respect it. And then, uh, go ahead, Mark. I have a bit of fault just because we're on breaking point. There's a lot of people asking questions about it, but since we're on it and we don't, I don't want to have to bounce back to it later. Uh, one of the things that, like, I don't know how Damien and Gabe feel, but like, there was more that could have been shown, right? Like, you guys didn't show all the worst stuff, uh, from my understanding, because I was still kind of close to the team. So I don't know if you guys didn't shoot it or you didn't chose not to use it, but like, on a scale of one to 10, where was breaking point on the worst stuff that happened that season? Yeah. And the funny thing about this was uh, several episodes ago, Mark, Mark and Kelby and I were doing the show and Mark implied that there was more stuff out there. And we were, we were giving a crap like, Oh my God, there's, there's an uncut, there's a director's cut that exists out there with even and more. I was like, no, 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 that's not <laughs> what Strata I said. I'm going to see a straw cut come out. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, what uh, I think Mark's question is, is a good one, which is like, how, how much worse could breaking point have been if you guys just went full into the drama? Uh, gosh, it's <laughs> such a while ago. I'm trying to think of, I know like there's certain scenes, but there were definitely not. scenes that were cut out because they were a little too slow or because there was just like so much going on that it was kind of hard to figure out like what to focus on um at sometimes like there were some player confidence issues like there was a really cool 
arc uh, with Matt that we had that we had to cut off uh, just for runtime and yeah, the pacing. Story that was cut. Yeah, Lorelo's story with Zig. Yeah. Um, and so I think uh, I mean at the end of the day, there's like no short amount of loco darduck footage that was cut just because it's just like how many times do you need to see them argue about the same thing with a different backdrop sort of situation um but i mean seven or eight probably like we we showed a a good amount uh it it wasn't anything we were like we can't show this because it's like the worst thing that's ever happened in esports it was just like Again, like Damien said, how how many times can you show like the same argument over and over again with yeah. just different words used? And then the final thing to kind of close out this topic, uh, you guys kind of talked about it. And whenever you think about what not to put in the documentary or what not to put in the show or any kind of content, you guys talked about a lot from like arguments and tense moments and all that stuff. But like how much of the personal lives of the players? Because, for instance, it's very obvious that oftentimes you guys kind of duck out of footage of like a pro player hanging out with a girlfriend or something like that. How much do you guys try to like respect what is what is sacred and not for the audience uh, versus like how much do you how do you balance that with actually trying to like show what these guys lives are like and what their passions are and sort of what they're doing behind the scenes? Definitely need players that have lives that are behind the scenes and then <laughs> don't just play league all day. Uh, no, it's actually a lot harder to get them to do other things than just play League of Legends, at least for my players personally. Yeah, what? I think TL and TSM are like, and Tundra Thieves probably like on the same boat. Like, our guys just scrim, play solo queue, go to LCS on the weekends, have Monday off, hang out with girlfriends, do something, go out to eat, uh, which we probably film, and then back to scrim on Tuesday. Same thing. So, like, our guys, at least our guys, like, they never go out on weekdays unless it's Monday, which is their day off. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's pretty tough. Yeah. Damien? I would agree. I mean, uh we recently went out i went out with double lift uh to go to a lunch date with his best friend travis scafford um which should be in an upcoming episode um nothing nothing interesting was kind of there so it's just gonna be more like b-roll yeah my conversations with peter are never interesting op thank you so much i know we kind of like took your your conversation no, no. made it very broad, but thank you. No, thank no, you, no. I uh, really appreciate it. Travis, uh, thank you so much for everything you do for the community, my man. I really appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but I responded to one of your tweets earlier, and I said, uh, if only there was a $4.99 way to show my appreciation. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, so I subbed for you today. Thank you uh, very much. Guys, thank you so much for uh, making the shows. We love them. They're awesome. The production quality, fantastic. And uh, Twitch chat, thanks for the nice words, guys. Love you guys. Thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> Bye, All Thank right. You. So you guys have a good Twitch chat. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Hey, yeah. you got to love Twitch chat. <laughs> okay, cool. Peace out, boys. See ya. See ya. What a, what a nice caller. Yeah, that was really what nice. Really awesome. Awesome. Looks like we got uh, T Contis in the call. T Contis, where are you calling from? I'm from a city about two hours west of Toronto, Ontario. Awesome. Canadian calling in. And are you, is that, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Correct. Okay, cool. Uh, what did you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so I kind of want to talk about the idea of monetization with all the content that's been coming out uh, the uh, of Competitive League of Legends, because if you look at a lot of, so based on what I've looked at, I can't find content for three of the teams in the NALSS right now. It's Clutch, it's uh, Echo Fox, and Golden Guardians. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't find any content for them at all. And, and kind of the reasons that they choose to not 
stuff. And I think it really has to do with one of the videos you made recently, Travis, where YouTube monetization is, is not that luxurious for the production quality costs of what they're doing as, as on top of the fact that, you know, from a, from a marketability standpoint, from a building their brand standpoint, they're just not going to get a lot of attention compared to, you know, a TSM or a, or a TL or, or a hundred thieves where, or an optic gaming where they already have the fan base built and just, there isn't that much. And, and, you know, fans give them a lot of shit for not necessarily putting out content. But if you look at FlyQuest, for example, I'm on their YouTube channel right now, their videos have like 500 views, a thousand views. So I just don't feel like those organizations follow through with that. Sure. So a couple of different things to break out there. So it sounds like one of your big questions is sort of like, what are the financial economics of this stuff? And like, does it make how when does it make sense to do videos content and sort of how how do teams handle all that stuff and also just maybe a broader conversation as well about sort of teams that don't focus as much on content and kind of the value of it is that is that a good way to assess it yeah it's definitely a complicated issue and it's there's a lot of moving parts but you you did a pretty good job of of overall summarizing it sure so uh the just as uh, as we pop into this for full context like i know echo fox does content uh, they just started posting more to their YouTube yeah, channel they do recently. The, we are Echo Fox. We yep. something. Yeah, yeah. They do. They post some stuff. It's very different uh, than some of the content I've seen oh, from some of the other wow. guys. It's like very almost like a music video. The way they're popping in and out of conversations, and, and it's like a, high, a super fast recap. And then uh, Golden Guardians post highlights and stuff. They they recently posted a job position for a producer, so we'll see what happens there. And I I can't speak with authority on the clutch stuff, but that's kind of where. We're out on some of the other teams. I know FlyQuest produces stuff, but I think right now Cloud9 and maybe these three guys are the ones that people really think of when they think of these types of shows and, and content. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I know that there are a lot of reasons why teams do content and it's not as much about the YouTube ad rev, uh, but I'm kind of curious if which one of the three of you guys wants to jump in and sort of talk about, like, why uh, your teams and organizations see value here, both on the financial front and maybe on the brand front. Like, why does it make sense to produce this type of content? It's definitely not for the the YouTube money. That's that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I know for us personally, you know, we had just, you know, came into we came to the league. You know, we not a lot of people knew who Under Thieves were um, and a lot of people just baseless off the name. They're like, it's a Call of Duty owner. Nate Shaw's coming in like they were a little off put by it. Um, at least that's what I saw the general reaction was. But um, no, we're doing content just to show. Like, well, one content's a big thing for 100 Thieves. You know, Nate Shaw comes from a very content heavy background and he's just, you know, he's been killing it. He wanted to bring emotion and storytelling into his brand when he when he created 100 Thieves. And so content was a big thing for him. And so we do it for, um, it's going to sound cliche, but we, we do it for the fans and we do it because we want people to connect with us, to connect with our brand, to, to show that 100 Thieves um, really cares about um, not just our players, but we want you guys to follow along and come with us and then like, go through the journey of the, you know, LCS and everything that we go into um, from here on out. So it's, it is more for you guys and more for you to connect with us and our players than it is to make any kind of like YouTube monetization money. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the same here, I guess. Like, like Nate shot, like Andy started, or Reginald started the YouTube channel 2009 or something. And, TSM has just always been about content. So like he told me one day that like, as long as we have a League of Legends team, there will always be TSM Legends or so some sort of docuseries around the League of Legends team. Cause he's like so attached to that. And so 
Um, my job is to just make everything, you know, any, any videos that we do, whether it be like sponsored videos or, you know, a document uh, video, like just good enough for like TS and Blizzard fans to, um, you know, something that they're used to watching because they are, they come from like the Bay Life vlogs and we just want to keep our videos like in that type of, you know, vein or humor um, that they're used to. So don't want to make anything that's like too salady or, uh, you know, and sometimes we do have to do salady stuff, but when we do, I do my best to make it seem like, you know, any of the other content that we posted in the past. We're going to go check out the HTC Vive right now in San Francisco. Yes. The first season, I remember. Yep. That's great. Uh, yeah, I think um, Curse kind of started off with doing a lot of video content, like way back in the day. Like, I'm sure you remember, Travis, a 24-hour like live stream sort of uh webcam weird house thing that they did i was definitely not around for that um but i think culturally it's kind of been something that steve has always pushed in terms of doing content like you know teaching nijacky how to drive and like all that random stuff and so when i kind of came into the mix um i think it was a little different i definitely wanted to make a bunch of stuff that i wanted to see in the scene and that was um you know like documentary short form uh you know like once per month or something like that sort of content. Um, and uh, I definitely not start making it for the fans. I definitely started making it for myself. Um, like, what is it that I want to see? And I made it and fans liked it and it was pretty sick. Um, and it just kind of, I rode that wave, but I don't know if that wave's sustainable. <laughs> That's a question. Like I'm sure uh, Gabriel and Max less on both of their plates, but have seen views drop dramatically. Like if you look at the first episode of legends and the first episode of the heist, we're getting maybe one third of those views now. And so it feels like uh, I'm, I might be tangenting and I'm sorry, but I think it's a real interesting topic. I feel like there are only so many hours uh, of, of like dot content that people could watch per week. And if, seven of the 10 teams or six of the 10 teams are producing stuff. Maybe I'm a TSM fan and I love legends, but then I'm like, Oh, I want to see what hundred thieves is like. And then I watch hundred thieves. And then now the hours that I was going to maybe put towards squad or towards optic series, uh, well, they're not there anymore. And so it's like a weird kind of uh, I don't know why we do it anymore. <laughs> it's, it's a real answer. You're <laughs> for the fans, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I oh, definitely do it. Do? I do it to see what I want to see. And then I do it for the fans that are still in the comments, excited to see it every week. And that I'm Max probably gets it the most out of anyone that's like at, you know, Max Oliva wears legends, um, you know, that sort of uh, yeah. concept. Um, but yeah. And I don't know if, if that answers. Well, and, and part of it also, because we didn't really talk about the money side of it or why it makes sense, because obviously, you know, as Gabe was mentioning and as the caller mentioned, doing content, uh, YouTube is like not really particularly interesting in terms of the money that you guys are going to get back, especially for the all the money that you guys pour into producing the stuff. But like, I know that when I watched the heist like this week, uh, Rocket Mortgage, like Rocket took off at the very beginning of it. And and Max, I know that you guys pimp your sponsors and, and Alienware presents the Team Liquid series. So Yep, shot at the Alienware training facility yes, in North America. Yes. And so I think you know, I can imagine for you guys, there's also this is something where like the sponsors appreciate it because you guys are able to sort of surface all their stuff, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Rocket Mortgage yeah. Team House. You know, yeah. uh, I'm, we're you know we're thankful that Rocket Mortgage got to back the heist. It's a, it's a really great thing. So yeah, that obviously helps us for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think that kind of answers the the monetization question as well. To contest, is that uh, a good coverage of all the sort of stuff you want to talk about? Uh, more or less. I think I think something that wasn't really touched on is like how this disadvantages uh, a lot of the lower, or not necessarily disadvantages, but kind of puts the, the, those lower quality teams in a in an awkward spot where they want to invest into this kind of stuff to build their brand, but they're not able to because they don't have sponsors necessarily that are as lucrative as some of the other bigger teams. Uh, I mean, the people without that. content right now are what clutch a little bit, uh, GGS, like two, two teams with like really good backings. I think it's just ultimately finding your footing. Not, not a lot of people probably should do doc series. Like Damien said, there's just how many people can actually watch. You got to do it very differently. Um, and then yeah, Echo Fox is starting to come out with content. I think ultimately a lot of these new non-endemic teams are probably like the majority that don't have content around them. Um, or that, you know, the, Golden Guardians and Clutch, uh, they just need time to start up. Like they, they got their acceptance letter and then they're like, oh gosh, we need to make a, a whole team. And That's actually fine. something to kind of like hype uh, Max Gabriel, myself, and like all the other content creators in the scene, um, there, it's, it's not very easy to do uh, content. <laughs> like I, I know that sounds like bullshit because there are so many streamers that have like tons of VOD cutdowns and like all that stuff to like go out and fill, like get the equipment. Like Travis's video is a really good example. Like you buy all the equipment, you learn how to use all the equipment, you troubleshoot using all the equipment, right? You shoot something, you import it, you start to edit it, you get it in your timeline, you start to run down hard drive. It, there's like so many things that add up over time that it's actually not very easy to produce content on a super regular basis unless you really know how to do it and you've been doing it for a little while. Yeah. And speaking of equipment, by the way, I just want to get, we're tangenting right now because Damien oh, sent God. me an angry message earlier about this. I bought, I took my Patreon money and I bought a drone today. And nice. Damien, uh, Damien said, why would you do that? And I just want to know while we're talking about equipment, why, why shouldn't I do it, Damien? Are you, are you going to shoot like drone why interview? Should, why yeah, should you do it? Yeah. Like, like, is, is that <laughs> the goal? You can buy stock drone footage if you want drone footage. You don't need to shoot your yeah, own. Yeah, but stock drone footage doesn't have me and Broden in it. Yeah, but the drone foot. What? Thank you, Mark. I we also live in LA, and it's kind of hard to. Yeah, there's, there's so many drone laws. Yeah, but I travel yeah. a lot. That's true. Like, what Every about city, Miami? Wouldn't it be sick to have, have like have... An, a shot of the venue Here's... with like the league fans going into it at, in Miami? I mean, your footage is just gonna like. I can't imagine you flying it. Like I could just imagine the footage just being like, <laughs> yeah, can we start a pull on when uh, that drone crashes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if it hasn't already. Yeah. Oh, over, over. I dropped it going out. Amount out of from seconds that will end up in a video from his drone footage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10 seconds. Uh, he, Travis just becomes the ultimate YouTuber and starts doing titles like, well, I crashed the drone. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's the kind of footage. And I it's need. like a Medios interview for some reason. Yeah. And it's another just, in the background of a Medios interview, the drone just out. crashes down. No, hey, you be I, honestly, if you do your interviews with the drones, like that, there you go. There's your selling point. Okay. Right. Walk with it. Like it could be the walking and talking <laughs> interviews with a drone tracking you guys. Yeah. Just like ignore the sound that it's going to be producing. Yeah, it's just a yeah, really ignore loud. the fact that the <laughs> player is going to be like just 
shying away from it the whole time because they're fucking scared of whoever's piloting yeah. it. People don't know this, but if you stand next to a drone, those things are scary. Those things are not they like, really are. like soft hovering thing. They are loud and that will like cut you. It but is, I, like, I feel like it's just that you guys are really nervous that I'm going to have better production than you once I include this drone footage. You oh, know? Yeah. oh, you're already so close. It's like Here's you guys. I remember, I remember one up buying a drone, how quickly they fucked it up. We did not purchase a drone. Ian, out of the kindness of his heart, donated his drone to the cause and a tree <laughs> popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, it crashed in a video the, we didn't even produce. The, the, map, <laughs> the map didn't load quick enough and it just uh, that fucking object. in real life. Yeah. What, what were we working? It was a Halo thing, wasn't it? What? What's that? I've never We were at that. ESL where it crashed. It was at ESL. That video didn't come out, so the drone died. Well, for weren't a, you guys not supposed to have a drone? Um, weren't you not supposed to have a drone there or something, too? I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, <that's crazy. laughs> I mean, yeah, someone else was flying a drone there. That seemed fair. Max, have you tried yeah. to get Andy to buy you a drone yet? I He has one. I have a drone. I have a Mavic Pro, and I have bought you? it on my own because I didn't want to waste TSM's money because I would. I know I'm going to fucking crash that okay. um, if I keep flying it, so it hasn't crashed yet, but okay. I use it. How much have you flown it? Uh, very sparingly. It's been, like, months. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I can only fly it, like, at the beach, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, worst comes to worst, I just sell it or figure something else out to do with it on eBay. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much. To Contus for calling in and asking about drones. I really appreciate that. That opened up a big <laughs> conversation right. for us. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so really quickly, uh, Mark, before we switch to the next caller, uh, I'm going to take a quick break so that we can we can do our sponsor shout out uh, before we move on to the next one. And Max, Damon, Gabe, if you guys want to sit around, you can, but feel free to grab a drink or uh, grab some water or something like that while I talk. Can, can we talk? Oh, you're going to talk. I'm going to talk. I guess oh, I can want to talk Discord. about how great your HP. I'll, I'm gonna mute that HP is. Yeah. Okay, cool. They can't hear me, uh, but you guys can hear me as I talk about Omen by HP, who are the sponsor that they're the sponsor that makes this whole thing happen. It's badass that they came in basically about a month or so ago and started sponsoring the show. Before oh, that, we didn't have a okay. sponsor for the show. Uh, they, I just hear somebody. Uh, before that, uh, we didn't have a sponsor for the show, and so it's really cool that they uh, have they gave us their support. Hang on, Mark. Mark, can you? Uh... What? Anyway, I really appreciate the support that they've given. For those that don't know, Omen by HP is a brand that came in a couple years ago uh, in the, into the gaming space. Previously, they weren't doing; uh, they didn't have like this kind of type of brand, and they wanted to support esports because at the time that they came in they realized that competitive gaming was basically you know going to be a core component of the gaming space going into the future and they see sort of the passion of the fans uh how how awesome everybody is and they they're i think a big fan of all this stuff too and i i think that's proven in the fact that not only are they supporting you know big leagues like the Overwatch League but they're also supporting the teams at, and you know even down to the grassroots content creators like myself and so, I don't know. I mean, if you guys appreciate the content, if you appreciate the show, if you like the fact that Mark and I can actually, you know, get compensated for the time that we wait a second. This. Hello, That's what he's Max. Doing. I want to know, Max. Are you? Did you? Can you mute yourself on Skype? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
so sorry as as Max interrupts the the, the shout out, but uh, if you appreciate the content that we do, if you appreciate the show, if you appreciate the support, it's sponsors like them that actually allow me to do this stuff independently um, and I and sort of experiment and do different things and make content that you guys really want. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, I say thank you to Owen by HP, and I hope you guys do. And, uh, you know, they've they've hooked me up not only, obviously, with sponsoring the show, but with your, like, the laptop behind me, the desktop that's streaming this. I've had a great experience with it. So, again, thank you so much to Owen by HP. Uh, for supporting the show, and uh, if you are are watching, uh, feel free to go give them a follow. Omen by HP on Twitter. Uh, give them a shout out. Say whatever. Uh, it is actually really cool that they support grassroots content creators like this because uh, not not everybody does. You know, a lot of people go and they just buy a bunch of banner ads and call it a day. So it's it's really cool that they're passionate about all this stuff. Either way, uh, thank you to Omen by HP. Um, no, and no, we're back. No. We're back. I'm ready for the can next. Can you go yes. away again? We were having yeah, we're having a really good conversation. Okay, sorry. What were you guys talking about? Nothing. Okay. Nothing doesn't matter anymore. We I guess. About if, uh... Wait, now Max is quiet. That's because you're not getting his Skype anymore. Yeah, yeah apparently the Skype was good. Was well, what's what's happening is his Skype was using his good microphone. And I bet hit Discord then got the oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, I'll meet myself next time. There we go. Yeah, now we're now we're all good. Okay. Guys, guys, did Shape of Water deserve to win Picture of the Year? I did not see it, so I don't know. I haven't even seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it the time to see it. <laughs> okay. I just thought it was really weird because it seemed like just like a whatever movie at the end of the year that no one cared about, but it won. So what were the other it. options? It was like Get Out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's the only other movie. They weren't very noticeable. Yeah, I know exactly. They weren't very notable. Dunkirk, uh, Dark Tower. Um, gosh, I don't even know. I've I've only seen Get Out. Lady Bird. Oh yeah, Lady Bird. I love historical pieces. Call Me by Your Name. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen like has anyone even made the had the time to go to the movies recently besides to see Black Panther, which I Wakanda Forever. Yeah, exactly. Wakanda Forever. No, Mark, you can't do that. Why? You're not allowed. You're not Wakanda. Because you're not from Wakanda. No, look. Oh, shoot. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that just looks like herpes. <laughs> Let's move on to the next caller. Mark is off grabbing him. In the meantime, uh, I want. Oh, actually, they're already here. Risen Lazarus has joined the show right now, uh, unfortunately. Risen Lazarus, where are you calling from? Risen Lazarus, where are you calling from? Sorry. Sorry, Lazarus. I fell asleep during that plug. My bad. Hello, Lazarus? Uh, hey, Travis. Calling from the great state of Washington, D.C. Okay, that's not a state. But what what do you want it to talk is. about on the show? Um. So, Travis, you know because you're friends, but Nick Allen had an AMA on the CLG subreddit last week. And in that AMA, I asked him a question about fan engagement because... We've been noticing, I've been noticing at least, that a lot of CLG content and social media engagement seems to be down. Not just this season, but just in general in the past few years. And you I mean like down, views you know, and likes and favorites and all that stuff? Right. Um, and including on their major content pieces like CLG Fighting, which is their sort of you know, video documentary series akin to the three that you all produce. Um, and he said generally that, yeah, he's also noticing this. They have their own metrics that say similar things. Um, and I asked him, you know, if they have some sort of plan of how to fix it or where they go from here. And his response was interesting. And it's it's basically what I've been thinking is that CLG is having a problem right now differentiating itself in the ecosystem from other teams. 
And what I understand that to mean is there's sort of a branding issue where um, it's not clear why or at least how fans should engage CLG differently from they do other teams, um, where they're not sure what exactly the brand stands for, what the organization stands for now, um, after we've you know lost X, Y, and Z player um, and the organization's changed so much. So my question generally, just given that sort of observation, what you can disagree with that as well. I'd love to, I'd love to hear comments um, in that regard as well. But generally, um, how much branding goes into your video production decisions, um, whether it's, you know, as we you talked about this before, but um, the specific content that goes in or the specific moments that you do or don't include, but also generally, you know, the role that you think the different video series have with establishing the brands of, you know, your three orgs, but orgs generally. Um, but that's basically it. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like the beginning of your question was just to complain about CLG. But that's usually the beginning of most of my questions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I had this whole thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, All right. So you the question is, does well, based on what you perceive to be a branding issue for CLG, sort of how do these guys think about branding and how does that incorporate go into their content? This is kind of a cool conversation because like lately I've been talking to a lot of people. You you kind of look at FlyQuest, you look at Optic. It's sort of like there are these new teams that are trying to figure out how to do this stuff. The hundred thieves. How do you make your mark? How do you feel about what your brand is? How do you? What is the story you're trying to tell? And I think the three of you guys, probably more than anybody else in your organizations, probably are the ones that are helping to define what the brand is for these teams. So whenever you guys are are making your content, like how do you what? How do you think about this stuff? And do you think about it like what is Team Liquid versus uh, Hundred Thieves? Like Gabe, how did you think about the stuff when you moved? Like. Max, how are you influenced by by TSM? I don't know who, who wants to kick it off, but I think it's kind of cool. It's a pretty loaded question. Um, if you like, want to look back at like old TSM, old CLG, you know, back when they were like leading content back on Curse, it's a uh, the ecosystem's been changing and it constantly changes. Uh, and so, with a hundred thieves, um, we in a sense are lucky enough to start in this new ish ecosystem that's being created. Um, so we can start fresh. We can start with eyes on us, and we can start like hitting the ground running while teams like CLG and, you know, um, that had an okay start early. Like they have to like change their entire direction. It's just a, it's a tough situation for them to be in for sure. And not to shit on Gabe too much, but he also has Nade shot. Oh, oh, absolutely. We shouldn't, you know, undersell how much like Travis and I both were like, man, I don't know how much I like hundred thieves, this and that. And then like, Travis did an interview with Nate Shot. He's like, I love Nate Shot. And then <laughs> instantly became a hundred thieves fan. Yeah. It's hard when someone's so passionate. So when you I mean we are really lucky with Nate Shot. Like uh, you know, you have a Reggie, you have Steve, two other like really iconic people in the league. Um, with Nate Shot coming in and just having that big personality around him, that confidence around him, and him knowing what he wants Hundred Thieves to be and how much he cares for his players. Like you could watch like the B stream that he had, like just all Twitch chat was like, Wow, Nate Shot's super nice. Like he just it's truly like as a player himself, as someone who was a professional Call of Duty player, like knows what the player's going through and connect with them. And he just really cares for his players. And he really is a passionate about his brand, Hunter Thieves, um, our brand, Hunter Thieves. Um, so it was just when he came in, he came in swinging and he came in, you know, wanting to show that he wants to take care of players and he wants to make good content. And that kind of just transcends. And then you see it in um, all of his vlogs. So you get his perspective when he releases a vlog and you get the heist perspective when you release when we released the heist, it's a, uh, it's kind of hard not to, to be a big fan of him and what he stands for. Yeah. And that just goes to like what a hundred thieves is going to stand for too. 
But and I think I'm actually we were talking about this earlier. I think, Gabe, we were talking about this the other night. You with the heist, you kind of get to cheat because you have uh, Nate shot who comes in. And not only does he sort of get to act as like the figurehead and the guy that's like leading the team, but he's a content creator like Andy and Steve are not content creators. So when you include them, like Nate knows how because he does he walks around like this all the time with the camera in front of his face and is talking to his audience. I think he probably knows, you know, a little bit better how to handle the audience, how to tell the story, how to be like the narrator. I'm kind of curious, Max and Damien, what do you guys think of that? Do you ever look at that and you're just like, oh, fucking nade shot or whatever? Or do you guys try to get uh, Andy and Steve more involved in this stuff? Like, what do you kind of think of all that? I am so jealous that Hunter T has nade shot. Um, He just seems like the coolest dude to work uh, work for. So, uh, yeah. Uh, But I have Andy. Cooler than Andy? No, I have Andy because, and it's really great that I have Andy because I can talk to Andy about, I can have a long conversation with Andy that's not content related. And he'll just be talking about business stuff on TSN. And after the conversation, I'm just like super inspired. I just want to go back to my desk and start working. Like he has a way of like rallying his players and also his staff and employees to just push themselves and do better. Um, you know, like that whole fuck it Bay life mentality. Like it actually, he actually is that way IRL and it translates to, you know, his players and stuff. So um, yeah, I'm lucky to have Reggie, but Nate shot seems pretty cool too. Yeah, I was gonna. Damien normally speaks here, but he is currently gone. Yeah, we lost Damien. Can you bring uh, the back? Your video is out. Uh, uh, but yeah, just saying, uh, just to say my piece about HR really fast. Uh, yeah, very lucky. I mean, it's insane how one, he's articulate, and two, he's um, so passionate as an owner. Like, he's like every match, he's sitting in the front row, he's on the edge of his seat, you know, and he's like, he, he knows he's learning so much more about like what the match is and how is it going? He's just like, he's in love with it. He's in love with like the players. He want to make sure they're taken care of. He just loves the whole scene. And so having someone that passionate, it's hard not to be equally as passionate about the entire thing. Yeah. But okay. Kind of right. go, oh, go ahead, Damien. Right. I'm going to talk about CLG because people want. Well, so I was going to, I was going to bring it up and oh, right. ask like, does CLG's lack of a figurehead kind of be a problem, whether it's a figurehead or an actual leader, like I know argued like Hotshot was the soul of that org. And then he died and then double lift and Afro were, and then they're gone. Now it's like, who's like the guy, Nick the Allen. Yeah. Well, so but <laughs> well, like, are you going to put Nick Allen in content? I don't know. I think you need too much whiskey to make Nick Allen interesting on camera. <laughs> so I think that's CLG's uh, biggest flaw. I, um, no, I mean, my favorite team back in the day. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say the same um, when they had double lift and Afro and Bjergs, oh wait, no, he wasn't on that team. Devilish and you, dude. Ooh, CLG, you was. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. That's those are my thoughts on CLG. Unlucky, feels yeah, bad. It does I mean, as, as Gabriel knows, like it's so hard, and maybe Max felt this a little bit in the first two weeks of the season. It's hard to make a show about a losing team yeah. when, like, the only thing that you could do is be like, well. We were okay, but then we weren't, and we'll get them next time. Yeah. And it's like, great, okay, let's do it again for this week. Okay, let's do it again for for the following week. Yeah. So, I mean, CLG is in that unlucky situation where it's like, what what do you do? You just keep having Rainover make cute smiles and Biofrost be cute with Rainover, and then we'll get them next week. But back to Lazarus's question, like, so if Gabe uh, can use Nate Shot a lot as sort of a brand building identity of like. 
you know, like Nate shots, like optimism and desire for his team to win and sort of like the passion that he has for that. And that, that starts to sort of instill into what the hundred thieves brand is. And, and even in the name, like I know that Nate shot in the past has talked about like the name hundred thieves kind of being derived from the fact that you have to like take what you, you want, like the wins that you want, you have to get them for yourself because no one's going to give you that stuff. Like, how do you like Max and, and Damien, how do you think about your brands and how do you like incorporate that stuff? Like what is TSM and how do you show that in legends and what is team liquid and how do you show that in the squad and across, you know, other pieces of content? Yeah, for TSM, it's pretty easy. I can always just refer back to the old Baylife blogs and just, you know, hit like nostalgia points and the newer content. So it's pretty easy for us who has like a long history on YouTube and I can always just refer back. So it's kind of tough for CLG, who's just now getting into making content, like starting last year, I think. And uh, yeah, they got in pretty late. So I'm not really sure how to fix their problems. Maybe a figurehead. Uh, I'm not too sure, honestly. But I know like Jack, who does their video stuff for League, like he works crazy hours. He works so hard. So it, they're just having trouble, you know, having, um, you know, the fans latch on to their team and their content. Yeah, I definitely don't think that it's their content creators yeah. uh, flaw. I think it's more of a brand perception currently in the league sort of. Yeah. But I, I agree with Max um, in terms of like going back and talking about, uh, I, I don't know, for, for me, um, Team Liquid has always been about like its rich history. Obviously, it was like one of the first esports brands ever formed. Um, Curse being, you know, it's as they merged together, you know, having been in there uh, in LCS originally. So there is always, um, uh, you can throw back, like we actually did a couple of throwback pieces uh, coming into the split, which Gabe worked on with me. Um, and so I think it's always good to pay respects to the past. Um, and especially like when you have like, say for example, squad, uh, series who last year had Matt Lorlo, um, like these Dardock, like these players that you've seen before, like, I always like to give them a little bit of screen time so that like the fans that have seen it for a long time are like, oh yeah, those are my boys. I remember them from last split, you know, like damn unlucky sort of feels. Yeah. All right. Thanks. And, uh, Lazarus, hopefully that helped answer your question. Yeah. 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 Thanks so much guys. Um, that, that that more or less set where I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, much love, Gabe. Big CLG fan. I know you were too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. CLG. I mean, I, the CLG camp tournament. That was like the first one of the biggest tournaments I threw. It was so, it was so nice. Um, but yeah, no, Kelby. I miss those days. I miss the Kelby Aframu double lift. CLG. Poor Nick uh, Allen is just taking a beating right now. Wonderful day. No, I, I'm CLG can come back. I definitely think CLG can come back. They just need to find their footing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. How happy are you to be working with Aframu now, Gabe? Oh God, I love it. So funny that you say that on my birthday, uh, February 16th, um, five years ago, I had gone to an Azubu finals, um, in Los Angeles. And it was the first time I met Aframu. So I told him, I was like, Hey, Aframu, this is our five year anniversary of knowing each other. And he's just like, he was not into it, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, uh, it's super nice. He's such a nice guy. Um, it's been a while, a while coming to actually work with him. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's one of the honestly better players that I've worked with. And I've worked with a lot of great players. Mark, can you, uh, as as you go to grab the next person, can you grab Synonix? Sure. Is that Broden? Can you grab Synonix for the next caller? There, I, I grabbed him. Okay. Well, you, you should probably should check and make sure his stuff. He's he's muted right now. We well, have... I, 
Hello. Oh God, I could hear Avali. Hello. Yeah, I can hear oh man. Synonix has joined the call. Synonix, where are you calling it's from? Broden. Wait, Leonix has joined the call. Synonix, where are you calling from? <laughs> oh, different. X. Why can't I hear him? This is why you go know. to the other channel to grab. To, to so this is stuff. why you don't pull your friends in. Okay, okay. Can you can you work with Mark Eric Broden in the other yeah, channel? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, nepotism on the what third caller? Woo. All right, all right. Hang on. Uh, let me get some shoutouts by the way to some people who definitely owe them. Uh, e fish has su resubbed Cub seven five five seven Wrath of Colin Full on a Hill Billy Bob Joe seven 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 one Dirty Poya CLG Venus. Opt GG, who by the way was on the show earlier. Thank you to him. Uh, Real Foxy resubbed. Uh, let's see, we got Sir Cattle Shadows. Uh, Real Foxy gifted the sub to Damien earlier. We were answering that. Cons Consulate 64. Uh, Real Foxy gifted the sub to Achilles, who uh, is probably in Korea right now. Uh, and then we got who else? Uh, Hi, I'm Tracks donated 10. Split second shot subbed. Uh, Real Foxy gifted the sub to Liquid. Maliuk, Mellow Jello 100, Sandy Toes, HS Sarek, The Impaler, Eraser 256. Thanks to all those people. And we've now got Synonix back in the call. Synonix, where are you calling from? Why is he still muffled? Wait, what the fuck? I literally. Can you not hear me? You're. I don't know what you did compared to when I said you sound good now and then you sound like blah. So it's using. I assume it's using the wrong microphone, right? No, it's correct. Can you hear okay. me now? Is it good? Yeah, this is getting better. Okay. okay. I'm just I'm speaking much louder now. That might be helping. Okay, good. So okay. Synonix, where are you calling from? Uh I'm calling from my bedroom. Wait, we just and, uh, lost <laughs> you're, you're cutting in and out. You're cutting in and out. Oh shoot, what's up, Vital? I'm gonna do it. How you guys doing? How's it how's it going, it's Vital? Little. Vital's here now. Yeah, we got it's, Vital. It's, Vital. It's real. It's little. really lit now. Yeah, it is. It's super lit. That's it's the oh, littest yeah. it's ever been. Travis, you need to change the thing above his head. What thing above his head? No, no, no. It's still liquid. Yeah, oh, he's I you <laughs> just liquid. Oh, I missed that news. Yeah. Oops. Oh yeah, dude. One up is staffed. I got what six, yeah. seven people. They're stacked, dude. Okay. The team liquid move. So, Mark, can you? We'll talk to the vital really quickly. Could you go check with Broden one more time? If it doesn't work, then we'll figure something else out. All right. Uh, vital is on the show right now in the Damien Estrada spot. Vital, uh, what is your. How. You want to uh, introduce yourself and get a little <laughs> bit of history on who you are? Oh, man. We're going with the big one? Wait, I need to use the restroom still. I just came here to answer a. A Broden question, really quick. Okay, yeah. I will come back. Broden's having technical <laughs> difficulties. Yeah, yeah. Wait, but you're just who are you? Where are you? What did you do before? Oh, uh, before joining One Up and Team Liquid, I worked for Cloud Nine doing video content with League of Legends, all our teams. That's pretty much it. Nice. Bring back Genesis. Bring back Genesis. <laughs> It's Genesis is dead. Stop at everybody. Ah, no, it's done. When's the next Genesis? Don't listen to him. Please stop. When's the next the Genesis? Curse. No when's more Genesis, Genesis curse. Can you get, <laughs> can you get the, uh, the right uh, Twitter handle on there, Travis, so people can tweet at him when Genesis is coming back? Yeah, when is Genesis yeah. coming back? Uh, all, right. all right. So was that the one? Oh, did we give up on Broden for now? No, he's there's Broden. Broden. Hello, Broden. Where are you calling from? 
Do you hear me now? Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm calling from my bedroom. Okay. And- uh, I just wanted to say, uh, as the former content creator for the late great Team Dragon Knights, uh, I am one with you guys. We are all content creators. Huzzah. We're enemies, dude. We're enemies. Team not on a webcam here, right? <laughs> Broden, do you have any questions for these team content creators? Broden, for those that don't know, could be a team content creator if he wanted to. Instead, he works with me. So uh, I don't know how comfortable Broden is with me disclosing it, but I've decided to do that anyway. Broden, why have you decided not to be any of the people that are on this? Because you, you could potentially be repping one of these teams. Uh, so I decided not to join a team because I felt very constricted working with the same five players, uh, which is as, as I heard earlier in the stream, like if the players don't do well, you're cuffed to just create kind of the same narrative, unless you can find some player that will, uh, change everyone's attention from their losing streak, you know, like with team Dragonites, for example, they were losing basically every game. And it's like, that was the story every day. It was like, how do you guys feel? We feel shitty. Okay. Are you going to do anything differently? Yeah. We'll play better. <laughs> and that's it. You know? Yeah. So, so do you think Broden that these guys should feel envious of the fact that they just have to work with players instead of being able to work with me? Jeez, what the hell? Well, I mean, there's pros and cons. Like, the pros to working with a team is that you have unlimited access to them. Well, hypothetically, unlimited access to them. Uh, whereas being a third party, you don't always ha- like have the resources that you would hope you have. Um, what are you talking about? I just bought a drone. Hey, we'll, we'll keep that. I'm not going to touch that yet. <laughs> um, that being said, like being a third party, you can like we can make a video with every team in it if we wanted to, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a question for any of these guys? Because it would be nice if Vital just sat down <laughs> and he just had to sit here and hear you talk about how it sucks to work for teams and why it's great working with me. Do you uh, do you have a question for any of these guys or anything you want to say? Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's been answered. I'm curious how you guys interact with your players because that very much affects how they act on camera and they are your sole characters in your pieces. So I'm wondering, like, are you guys flat balls? Are you like, don't look at me, I'm not here, I don't exist, or do you guys like go up to your players and you're like, hey, would you mind like doing this for the camera? Because it would look awesome or like we need this shot you know yeah uh i, I speak robot if anyone needs to yeah so for broden your, your uh, internet is dying or something but the the question was basically how do you guys interact with your players do you ask them to do stuff for you sometimes like hey can you walk this way or can i get the shot or do you you know do you ever talk to them or do you just like fly on the wall are we all robots today yeah just broden no broden is specifically a robot you're yeah. kind of robots here. Yeah, you're kind of both robots. Whoa. Everyone's a robot for me. I heard Travis just fine. Yeah, whatever. Am I back, anyway, am I back robot. a robot? No one else is a robot besides Broden. Please, somebody answer the question. Vital. Uh, okay. Vital, how do you... Vital, I, I'm going to throw it to Vital first because I there's a hilarious story here. Vital started shooting for Team Liquid, and Peter likes to walk up and interact with Damien all the time. 
I get the feeling at Cloud Nine, no one ever did that because Damien, whenever he went and hung out with me and Peter when we got lunch, was like, Vital keeps asking why you're walking up on him. <laughs> and, and, and Peter now thinks he can't talk to Vital at all. So, um, Oh, no, no, because no. I'm like really sarcastic with Peter because Peter is sarcastic, you know. So, like, I'm doing, like, this super meta sarcasm where he just takes everything seriously okay. and he gets butt hurt. Okay. But well, it's working. Yeah, so, but, Vital, how much do you interact when you're shooting with the guys and, and all that stuff? I don't know. Like, I, I think it's just random. Like, I don't try to interact with anybody. I kind of just mind my own business, you know, but I feel like every now and then I'll kind of, like, find out that, oh, like, double if like, Street Fighter, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm a Street Fighter fan, you know. So I kind of just bring it up, you know, when it's appropriate to, you know, um, that's it. I don't really just mind my own business. I don't try to, like, get all in their face, you know, have that space. Yeah. Max, how how what's it like for you working with the TSM guys? Uh, for me, I'm lucky, I guess, because uh, our team goes to, like, almost all of the events that you could possibly go to. Um, except for like that one MSI yeah. and some IMs we didn't decide to go to. But and anything so that I just, takes place after group stage at Worlds. True. Yes. Um, and then, you know, so I've just been able to hang out with them, you know, when we're not filming anything. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'd like to say that I've gotten close enough to most of the guys that I'd probably invite them, you know, to my wedding if I ever got married. Like, that's how deep it goes, I guess. Like, we just talk a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, they're all pretty pleasant. Never had a bad experience with any of the players. Um, even when like stuff is really bad, like we'll just talk about non-league stuff. And yeah, they're all pretty friendly. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for Matt. Who would you say you're the closest to as far as players? Right now? TSM. Yeah. Probably Bjerg just because I've known him the longest. Um, mm. And then, but like besides Bjerg, uh, maybe, yeah, I guess Kevin, second longest. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like for you, question. Max? Like you said, you'd invite these guys to your wedding. What happens when the t the players leave? Like, are they off the wedding invite list, or how does that work? When they're what? When they leave the team. So like oh, Vincent, no, no, Dennis, no. Peter. No, no, not, no. Dennis and like Vincent, Peter, especially like uh, they were on the team for like two years. So yeah, most guys that were on the team, you know, I'm pretty close with them. So even if we don't talk much now, like you know, players don't talk to each other when like they jump teams. So I don't really get to talk to them that much now, but. uh you know, I'd say it's still pretty friendly. Gabe, how much uh, do you interact with the uh, players uh, on 100T? Depends on the situation. Um, you know, if they're all joking around and stuff, I mostly want to capture that. You know, I, I, as much as it's fun to be a part of it, uh, you, that's, those are the moments that you want to capture most. The most inviting parts are like what you want to capture because it, it's easy to go and jump in and talk, but it's like, oh, this is so genuine. You know, this is something I want to record. Um, so I find myself um, like either like, replying or asking question in those situations that keep it going um but ultimately you know when a camera's not running and i don't have one in my hand uh they're just like great guys you know um i don't know someday ryu like the someday ryu are the like the two hardest to talk with but uh you know they're they're fun i always bug them about something or just like yell their name that's a good way to to get their attention and just be like hey you look great today um so will cody and zach are just ultimately really good people and so it's e so easy to get along with them so i think actually we're pretty lucky the three of our teams are have such um personalities that are just more i guess normal in a sense yeah so mark kind of sorry Broden, trying to talk. yeah i was trying to ask broden's actual question travis when he was saying have you guys ever had to like 
force them to do something because he was saying how much of it is being on a fly on the wall in terms of shooting less about personal relationships uh so have you guys ever had to like really fake something like just like you guys really need to like set up a situation make them say some shit maybe some sponsor stuff that was just like horrible is there any like memory you have about that stuff <laughs> yeah i remember i had to do like a hcc video with sneaky of him just saying same like 30 <laughs> times in a row. And, like he had to make like certain expressions while saying same. So he had to go like, same. You know, it was just like so hard to capture it, dude. It's just like the simplest thing, just saying one word. Ish. It was rough. <laughs> uh, no, luckily on Liquid and on um, 100 Thieves now, it, yeah, I've never really had to force them to say anything it's all just pretty genuine um if i like didn't have the camera on in time i'll always ask them to like like what did you say like but not in like a weird like say that again this needs to be reported yeah um and if i miss it then i miss it then it just kind of goes out the window you kind of just adapt to it you don't really make the players do anything that they're not really normal doing unless it's like a deliverable and then everyone needs to like you know get pied to the mm. face or something something weird <laughs> like then no uh, the documentary series is pretty much always what happens and, it's yeah. no, and nothing's really forced one of the things i'm actually kind of curious since well Bruns on the call but i'm afraid of when he's going to start talking again but one of the things <laughs> that one of the oh it sounds like he's okay um but broden and i i often talk to broden about where i i say that this is like a new realization and i think i've talked to gabe a little bit about it where i feel like with the content that i'm producing and that broden and i are producing that we can cheat um because you guys are kind of limited to just sort of following and filming the players and what they're doing, right? You can't be like, hey, I want to shoot this awesome intro sequence of you guys getting ready to go to LCS, so let's hang out for two hours before LCS starts and then, you know, make sure that the shots are all right and, like, make sure that we get you, like, do this take where you roll over and see a body pillow four times or whatever. Um, and, and you guys are kind of limited to sort of just filming what they're doing. So is that... What you know? What do you guys think? Like, are you guys? Is that frustrating to you? Uh, do you wish that you could get the guys to do more stuff and sort of do that? Is it? Does it? Is there a point in time where you're just like, oh man, like it just sucks that like the only thing I can ever capture is what these guys are doing? Or do you figure out ways to make it work? Um, uh, what, Sorry. Oh yeah, I think we have decent enough access to them already to you know, and just time after scrims to like make them do stuff like for sponsor stuff or. Other things for Legends if I need it, um, like a shot of Bjergsen just standing in a garage so I can make him look like Sindra with balls floating around him. Um, you know, it's just, I guess I get what you mean. Like, we only have what they're doing to film, but uh, don't really need much beyond that, honestly. Um, but, like, I, I still wouldn't want to interrupt, like, their scrims and, you know, tell the coach, like, hey, can we do one less scrim block? So I can get this thing. Like I, I would never do that. So yeah, or yeah. just be like, is, hey, can you guys argue just again that way? That yeah. was really good, but like I was out of focus on the shot, and so no, no. so that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same thing with uh, Max. Normally during their like interview slot, um, like if I have something that I want to like pick up, like uh, for example, in like episode two or three, I think it was three, um, Cody had the Team Liquid jersey on. It was like a continuation of the last episode. So you know, we just basically to keep the players time to like to take their the smallest amount of time we can to just have everything ready you know bring them in get them out 
that's pretty much all we do. But no, it's not like a, a hindrance. I don't want these players to be able to like sculpt the situation any way I can. I, I like the fact of the challenge of working with what we have, telling an on, honest story and then doing what I can to bring the emotion out of it. And then finally, while, while Broden's in the call, uh, just to make fun of Broden, Broden, I think, you know, he, because people are starting to become more aware of the fact that he works with me, his social media is starting to go up and uh, he's had a little taste of that fame and he's really enjoying it. Right, Broden? Oh yeah. That's sour, sour fame. <laughs> it's, like Max, you have 15,000 Twitter followers. Uh, you know, yeah. Gabe, like, you know, you're in Nate shots videos and Nate shot keeps referencing you and shouting you out. Uh, Vital, like people know that you worked on all the cloud nine stuff and, and you've had, your own following start to build like what's it like for you guys as people that are behind the camera and producing this stuff to start to get like a following and have people understand you and and this this past weekend by the way somebody asked for a picture with me and broden and i don't know if i've ever seen him more happy so i'm just kind of curious what? What, you guys, <laughs> what you guys think nice uh for me it's just like, like when you asked me to do this show i like i almost asked why because like i really don't think anyone cares um about us um it's like really weird for me to like when people come up to me to ask for like a photo or an autograph i'm just like why the, the tsm players are like right over there the LCS players are, like right over there go ask them so i'm not really sure i don't really get it but uh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much the same uh it, it happened more on liquid than it ha i mean 100 thieves has happened a little bit but um liquid i would get i'd be in like uh poland or something at a csgo tournament and they're like you know can you sign my mouse pad too while i'm filming i'm like you don't want that you know that's not something you want you don't you don't even know what the name is going to be on there because it's not what matches my jersey um so yeah i mean it's not, it hasn't even been a, like a big thing like again people don't care too much uh and i, I don't really care if they do or don't as i just as long as they watch the show um, the best compliment isn't like, hey, can I get a picture with you or can you sign this? It's like when people like notice like the little things you put in your video, you know, um, a lot of people have been talking about the thresh hooks um, in our last step this week. And then that's just that's perfect. That's all I want, you know, people to watch the videos, relate to them, connect with them, deep dive and talk about them in a constructive way. That's not like, you know, 100 Thieves sucks or 100 Freeze is the best TSM sucks. Like, you know, that actually watch the video that comment on it are is so much better than anyone being like, hey, I watch, like, I uh, want your autograph or something. Yeah. It's just about watching the videos. Yeah. Uh, Broden, any uh, final thoughts? Oh, sorry, Vital, go for it. No, I was just going to add that I think it's pretty cool that, you know, people first follow you for, you know, what you create as far as content, video content. And then when they realize that, hey, you know, you're into art or into this type of music, you know, you bond and they remain your follower or remain your fan of your work and et cetera. I think that's pretty cool too. Like in the long run. The best thing about Vital was the esports famous thing. Like when I saw that shit, I was like, oh my God, that's so yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, for those of you who Vital printed out. Vital printed out shirts and hoodies that just say esports famous, which I really want one, but I hear. I never got mine. It's limited They're edition, so. They're coming. They're, They're coming. coming. I'm, right. yeah, I'm proud. I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. Uh, uh, when can I wear that in California? <laughs> I'm a small I'm getting vital, some stuff sorted out, but give it one or two months. Okay. 
Count on me. Broden, uh, any final thoughts here as I kick you off? Yeah, well, well, the, the correct response I had was, are you sure? Because typically they would ask me to take the photo. So this is a very, like, now who's going to take it? Anyway, uh, I had one final question for each of you, and it's a short one. When do you guys feel safe turning the camera off? Because as documentarians, like when I shoot doc stuff, I always, I feel like I'm chained to the camera. Like I'm going to miss something if I ever turn it off. So when do you guys feel comfortable being like, okay, I've got my shot. Well, for me, like I kind of just like listen to what, like I just shoot the conversation. Once the conversation is done, I kind of just end it and tell myself, like, I think I have a good bit here, but if I'm like missing something, I'll just keep shooting. But I don't know. It's kind of hard because, you know, you can turn your camera off and you can miss, miss a moment, but I kind of just wait for like the dialogue to end. And that's when I'll stop shooting. Yeah. Anybody yeah, else? For me, it's like easy because uh, my camera body allows me to have the, like my thumb right on the trigger figure as I hold it. And so if any funny conversation or if I anticipate that something's coming, I can like click it right away and I can start filming. So that's just like a cool advantage that I have um, for filming. But uh, yeah, it feels, it feels pretty bad like when a funny conversation happens and you miss it and uh you know i'm not gonna tell them to redo it or re-say anything so yeah yeah or the, it feels really bad when you like oh this is so good and you get in the middle of it and you get into <laughs> the edit and you're like okay there's no way i can even explain how this began and it's just like oh but it's so good uh no it gets pretty systematic when it comes to at least lcs days you know when people go home you're like okay well i can turn out they're getting in their ubers um but uh, other than that, if they're like at the house and at scrims and stuff, you can normally tell when a conversation's dying down. Uh, you mean we're sitting on loads of footage, so it's not like there's anything short of not recording. It's just, um, yeah, you you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Can I can I can I say something really quick? Yeah. Like, why does <laughs> I feel like everyone has like the same like lighting setup? And yeah, that's a point. Damien missed the memo. Dude. That's <laughs> like. <laughs> That's like the whole part. The show is, uh, it's all fixed. very <laughs> vital. You're a creative person. You might, you might notice that there's color schemes and feels and vibes. Yeah, We're trying to recreate like an 80s like, outrun look. Yeah, yeah, that's what you guys have that. It's all purple and red and blue and stuff. Yeah, Just go by Philip We got the purple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a mixture of blue and red, so I guess we're like the yeah, yeah. You guys, it, it works. It works. It fits into the screen. <laughs> All right. All right. Goodbye, Broden. Bye. Bye, Broden. Should I get Bye, a? See I get a, a real caller? Yeah. Go. I'm a, go grab I'm a step out for a second and grab Damien and then use the restroom. Okay. So can I? Yeah. Bye, bye. Later, guys. See ya. Yeah. Hey, Legacy's dope. Uh, thank, thank you. you to... God bless you guys. The show is dope too. Later. Thank you to the Impaler, Eraser256, uh, Real Foxy gifted a sub to Vital, shout out to Vital. Real Foxy gifted a sub to Artris, uh, shout out to Artris, the TL manager. Uh, shout out by Real Foxy1, by the way, just gives everybody subs. I hope I hope that Ovley has one. Wink, wink. Uh, the Ross Geller uh, resubbed and says, please tell me you have a Bio Daddy interview coming out this week. Thanks and good evening. I do have a Bio Daddy interview coming out. It's right now, if you have Patreon. Um, and you're at that tier, you can actually watch it, but it will come out soon. So moving on to the next caller, we've got Shadows here. Shadows, where are you calling from? I'm coming for, or I'm calling from uh, Olympia, Washington. Nice. And am I pronouncing your name correctly? You actually are. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I thank you. Finally, some somebody has some pride in me. Shadows, what do you want to talk about? Well, first, I also want to say I bought an HP Envy laptop recently. Uh, thanks to the recommendation. 
HP, uh, young Travis out here. Thank also you. use I'm my uh, Twitch, Twitch Prime sub just today. So, uh, you know, because we only sub to the highest level of quant- or content with our uh, subs. <laughs> but today I wanted to talk about um, just how players, I feel like players, when they're put onto camera, a lot of the time they're uninteresting to watch because they don't want to be there. It's very, like, I guess... It's not hard to tell when, you know, you have this like shy player who just came all the way from Korea and, you know, he's he's being put in front of all these like, you know, these cameras. He's being told to make content and he just he just doesn't feel like he should make content because he has no reason to be there. You know, he just wants to stay inside and, you know, play mad League of Legends. But you're forcing him outside of this room and putting him in front of all these cameras for like four hours doing some random shoot. Uh, I feel like you guys just need or not you guys, but just in general, uh, like golden guardians or echo fox people who are lacking content um rather that be due to like them just not having the team or the players just being like no 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 no, just let us play the game uh i feel like they just need to talk or be more incentivized to be on the camera i just want to hear you guys' thoughts on that yeah so sort of the question is like how do you balance like these guys responsibilities to being on camera and sort of all the attention that comes with all that stuff well, more so just like getting uh, players that I get or ha- I would like to ask the question, how do you guys feel like Gabriel and, you know, Vital, all y'all, how you feel like uh, you should incentivize your players to get on the camera more or to um, be more involved in content or just how people should incentivize their players to be in more content? Yeah, I mean, it's a fair question because I assume you guys have players that like sometimes, especially during a losing streak, like the last thing these guys want to do is sit down and talk to you guys about how things are going with the team and all that stuff. So how do, how do you guys coerce them, bribe them, get them to do this stuff, and how hard is that stuff sometimes? Sometimes Super. you're lucky, and you get players like Doublelift that understands that like brand building is super future, like once their career is over, um, or if their professional career is over, right, like playing. Um, and I think you know players like Bjergsen definitely understand that. I think players that didn't understand that uh, were Piglet, <laughs> but he also wasn't like shy from the camera. He was just like a little troll. Um, so it works. I mean, sometimes <laughs> players that also want to be in front of the camera just aren't good in front of the camera. Um, and that's unfortunate sometimes, but uh, that's my take on it. Yeah. Max or Gabe? Yeah, you, obviously, you obviously don't like shove a camera in their face to make them of feel course. comfortable, you know. Um, but it is, just goes along the lines of um, uh, not a lot of people, or at least not on my team, um, do they change from who they are off camera to who they are on camera. Um, okay, hold on. Can I uh, interrupt real quick? Yeah, of course. I, I think I need to general or I'd be more specific. Uh, I meant more so towards like, uh, like say like dr pepper ads or um i don't know like say you have to go do an alienware shoot not necessarily like in-house like uh, squad content or um ts and legend content you know just like kind of like stuff that you have to go out of your way you know it's kind of out of house 20 questions with hyper x yeah exactly yeah. you know that kind of stuff like how do you feel that's more so what i'm talking unless about the uh like uh Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's, that's just part of the job. You know, yeah. every every single sport, every single is, you know, well, they have well, to do something. Well, right. It's a part of the job. I mean, more so like because obviously that content isn't like watched too much because it feels like a lot of the time the, the players just aren't really there or they're giving like half ass like, you know, 
acting or half-assed question or answers to questions, you know, just not really caring. I was wondering how you guys feel like you should make the players or how to incentivize them, you know? Like, do you give them tons of money? Do you, I don't know, say, hey, if you do this, like, maybe, you know, we'll give you some more off time. Like, what do you, what do you do, I guess? It's, the question is kind of like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but there's the only way to describe it. The question is like, how do you get your uh, workers to work? Right? Yeah. Because like, ultimately, like, they have to play the game. And they right. have to do sponsorship deliverables and they have to do fan interactions and it's all part of the job. So right. it would be the equivalent of saying like, well, how do you get, how do you incentivize this doctor to go talk to his patient? Oh, they just like kind of have to more. So how do you make them care? Cause like you could, cause like, right. Say, say for instance, like I work at Taco Bell, man, like I, I don't necessarily want to be there. Right. But you know, my boss will sometimes, you know, she's like a good boss. She'll come, come by, bring us some cake or something, you know, be nice. It makes it a nice experience. It makes it better. And it makes my, I guess, uh, acting when I go, you know, talk to customers more believable, like, Hey, yeah, I love you. Here's your food. Now get out of here. Um, Acting? What? When I go to talk about those people care about me, Carl. How dare you? No, a hundred percent. Like, man, whenever we do those cheesy gordita crunches, I, dude, I remember everyone's name. I I swear. Cubes in my burgers. I know that they. Burgers, sir. I work at Taco Bell. That's the reason you're getting the pubes in your burgers. Yeah, dude, you're going to the wrong place. You're going to Burger King's asking this. It's Taco Bell. I went to drive through Taco Bell. I was like, "Yeah, can I get a Big Mac?" And I got okay. Whatever. Enough with your pubers, Mark. <laughs> the back to the question, which is, you know, how do you guys how do you guys keep these guys motivated? And maybe this is more about like the team management, but you guys probably have an idea, right? Like, you probably have team players that get super moody. They've lost a ton recently. Uh, you now have to ask them to do a sponsor thing. Sure, it's their job, but like you need them to like really deliver and own it. Like, is that just the energy that you guys bring to them? Do you guys joke with them ahead of time? Like, because there's there's definitely going to be moments where they have to do stuff that they don't want to, and you still have to get them to, like, deliver on that. So how do you, is, do you guys have any special ways to do that? Or is it, like, the managers just saying, like, hey, fucking smile in this video, or how do you, you, know, how do you handle it? I think, um, I haven't really had to do much for 100 Thieves, but when we were back on Liquid, we never, we had to do a lot of them, um, Damien and I and Ian and the rest of the crew. Um, so HTC like, trials, yeah. HTC trials, honestly, it's just about being Good prepared. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all 2K people think so too. Um, it's all it about was just being, max refreshing, yeah. It's all about being prepared <laughs> and just making sure that, um, you understand and respect the player's time, and that's the, the most you can do. And normally they're good like i i haven't really had like a terrible experience like even when we were like losing and liquid was like the bottom of the barrel like piglet would still do like the piglet glitching out video do you have a different one do you have a different do we have a, I bad have experience? a horrible experience actually <laughs> wait, wait vital all right i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell a little bit of the story and then i want vital to tell some of it story? all right all right so when i was working on azubu uh Vital and I were shooting for Azubu uh, at the time, and we had to shoot an Azubu announcement that it was coming out like 2.0, and we had to work with Double Lift, and he was such a little shit. Like Kelby had to take him outside of the house, and like Vital and I were sitting in there, and we hear like Kelby yelling at him, and he's like, "The sponsors are here. You have to do this shit." Vital, do you have any more input? I want to hear. I want to hear because I feel like you might. 
I don't, but that shit was crazy, man. Did you see my pants? I saw my pants. Yeah, that shit was crazy, man. Shouts to Double Lift. I, I have a pretty funny story about this one. If anyone remembers the curse video where we had like Vo- dress up. You had who dress up? Voy Boy and Cop, and they dressed up and actually had to like. Oh, yeah, for an animal. I fucking remember that, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, so like that was actually one where like they were pretty excited for it because like the idea itself was pretty funny. And then like the production people that we hired, because at points sometimes Steve would try and save money on things. <laughs> uh, we didn't really get like the best like post. That was before Disney. That was before Disney. That was before a lot of things. Uh, anyways, so like the post production was just really shitty on it. And it was sad to see like when players actually did care about a funny video that was a sponsorship thing. It didn't work out on the on the production side, which feels like it's the other way around mostly now, where it's like the production people are really good, but the the, the players don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thankfully, like at TSM, our partnerships team is really, really good. And I have like weekly meetings with them to make sure any sponsor stuff that we have to do is like good for the players, like for their time and like that they would actually be okay doing or have fun doing. Um, like we just did a jelly bean like bean boozle trivia thing and like the trivia part was fun but the bean part sucked so um <laughs> you know we have to make sure it's like fun for them and also sometimes things slip through the cracks like where they, we have to do a skit and no one likes like the players hate acting so what i would do is just like do a read through with them before we start filming and just like do all the voices myself and just read all the lines myself and you know make them laugh and make them comfortable and then they'll yeah, do that's they, what i like to hear right there man yeah so they won't be so nervous when they're doing it themselves. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Shadows, thank you so much. I, I think your question really brought up a, a good conversation. So thank you. And no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks and, for uh, the real shout quick. out to the sponsors and the stuff. And I'm probably going to grab Taco Bell after this. So hopefully they are. Uh... Hey, yo, yo, can you, can you make sure that you let them know that uh, a man named Simeon sent you through, right? Okay, I will. I will. Uh, they'll, they'll hook you with that special sauce. And real quick. Uh, I Damien, I want to I want to shout out that uh, the edit in uh, Squad Season Two, Episode Four, at ten minutes. The Echo Fox edit. I don't know who did that uh, for their match. That was a fucking amazing edit. And then also for y'all, Travis is a professional. Did you see how terrible I asked this question? And he was like, "I know what he meant. I got it down real quick. Said it like, like I can't do this stuff, man. Like, this, this is why he gets paid. That's dangerous, dude. I, I'm pretty sure the edit you're talking about was Ian." And we'll give Ian my props. Tell him he's the goddamn man because that shit was amazing. Thank you, Shadows. You're you're all of our biggest uh, promoter. I think if I ever need anybody to talk about how great all of us are, I'll. I'll When we when we have the Hotline League Live Miami show, you'll be the hype man before we come out. Thank you. Is it correct? I'm literally like I know. I know. I'm hype man. I got you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm getting too high here. We'll get it catered by Taco Bell too. Thanks again. Thank Thank you, man. I had to work one into the episode, Travis. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, so next up, we got Rob. Uh, where are you calling from, Rob? Calling from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia. Uh, Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia. What do you want to talk about? So uh, I was just wondering if uh, any of you guys, if maybe you switch teams or you were a fan of a team because you were invested in the esports team or esports scene before you joined an org. And then didn't join the org that you were a fan of. Have you ever been a fan of a team that you're not currently working for? And how does that affect you? Uh, uh, Damien used to always ask for Damien. Are you here? Hello, da- Damien? 
Yeah, I'm here. Did you hear the question? Yeah, yeah. It, the the question is, and I'll, I'll say it out loud. So, that oh, you're if you were ever a fan of a team that you weren't working for, that you wanted to work for, and then eventually you ended up swapping to work for them. Well, yeah, but even even then, like not, before. Not like, like go ahead and Rob. Uh, I just meant like if that was a possible reason why you might not be working for the team that you were a fan of, not that uh, you ended it. up working for them. Like Damien, I, I know see, was a big EG fan for a while, right? <laughs> Fucking EG, are you kidding me? I feel like you were Jeez. asking Kelby for jerseys and stuff. No, EG, that sounds like Gabriel. No, 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 no. Excuse me. No, I was a Navi fan. Like oh, back yeah, when yeah. Dodo was my thing. Yeah. I was a huge Navi fan. And then I was an Alliance fan because I was just jumping bandwagons. <clears throat> well, Alliance I mean, and EG were the same thing, right? Same parent company or something. Well, whatever. Yeah. It's not worth quibbling about. Uh, yeah. But back to this question, like, Max, have you always been a TSM fan, Gabe? Like, uh, Always been a Hunter fan, man. For years. Yeah, for yeah. years you've been a Hunter Thieves fan? <laughs> Absolutely. You've always been a Nate Shot fan, though, right? Uh, nah, yeah, uh, 100%. Dude. Oh, yeah, he's watching. You better answer that. right. <laughs> Absolutely. I followed him back when he was. Um, yeah. No, no. Oh, sorry. Go, Max, ask your oh, someone. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted yeah. there. For me, it was just, uh, I watched Game Crib. I watched Chasing the Cup with TSM. So it was really, really surreal when I started to work on TSM Legends. And so, um, yeah, I was always a TSM fan. But I will say my first esports icon that I bought, hopefully I don't get fired, was uh, CLG Season 3. So, yep. Okay. So you started for CLG. Did you wish that you could work for CLG or was it just like straight up TSM whenever you went there? Um, this will probably sound really dumb, but when maybe like 2012 or 2011 when i was watching i don't know what it was maybe it was like the clg documentary and i saw like kelby he was like the manager i was like wait i want kelby's job this guy looks really cool he gets to hang out with the players he doesn't have to play he gets to go to all the events he's just in esports so um yeah i wanted kelby's job yeah. when i was younger well you really but, uh, just learned though not so much anymore. Was that Kelby's job was more about taking Peter outside to yell at him whenever he was disrespecting <laughs> sponsors than about having a good time. Yep. Yeah. All right, that's good. Uh, I don't. We sounds like we got we got Vital on. Did Vital catch the question? Uh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I did. Can okay. you guys hear me? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was. Uh. I don't know. I didn't like start from a team, but I thought it was pretty cool. Like going to MLG events and eventually. Uh, working with Optic and becoming part of Optic back in the day, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, yeah. I mean, like, and it's funny because I didn't really know how big they were because you know Call of Duty was so small back in the day, like when it started around MLG, like 2010, 2009. So it's crazy that they blew up, you know. <laughs> but I think, like, thinking back, I think Optic was pretty cool, you know, yeah. as far as like joining a team and be like, oh shit, that was pretty good. Gabe. Yeah, no specific like I was a big team fan, but it's, you know, coming from like I was front row of worlds as just a fan. I wasn't even working for an org at the time. And I see season three or I see Piglet win season three. And then you just like have those moments where you're like sitting in the back of an Uber driving home after a match with him. It's just like, you know, people I used to watch on Twitch are now just people I work with. That's probably the biggest part of it. I mean, I'm still on the opposite end where I left a team and I'm still a fan of them. When I left liquid, uh, the CL or the CLG, the, um, CSGO guys are like some of my greatest friend, a huge fan of team liquid CSGO. And so I'll, I'll like legacy. Like I loved it when it came out. 
Um, and I'll, I'll follow them. Watching them play at uh, IEM recently was amazing. It was still thrilling. So I'm a big fan of them. And it sucks that, you know, I don't get to create that story, but they're in really good hands. Uh, Gabe, do you want to talk about the first time? Uh, do you want to talk about the first time you ever interacted with me? Oh, yeah. So that's funny. I mean, I'm not going to. I was obviously a fan of um, just, you know, early League of Legends season two uh season three and um gosh i think it was season three so obviously travis gabbard had the best and the most content out when league was starting out and so what do you mean when league was starting out okay he had has had a resurgence he's back boys what, what? you know <laughs> bring uh, back stay of the league you pig. so um so i was a big travis gabbard fan and this is a uh, gosh. This has to be season three. So season three worlds. It was semifinals, and uh, I bring a girl, as we all do, to semifinals. Her name was Jess, and she kind of liked League. She was just um, more of a a friend. <laughs> you know, she was just nice. She was a nice person that I liked to spend time with, and I'm just like introducing her to this whole world that I really enjoyed. And I'm sitting there, and Travis Gafford walks by, right, with uh, this other guy, and so he walks by. With, uh, which I learned now is his father. So I think it was like the only event you've taken your father to. Yeah, only still. Event. Yeah. So so he's with his father, and I'm whis- I whisper to this girl, I'm like, "Hey, that's Travis Gafford," and she just out loud screams, "Who's Travis Gafford?" <laughs> and him and his dad just turn and look at me, and I'm just like staring at. I'm like, "Yeah, it's, it's him." I'm like, "Hey, big fan." <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that's the first time I've ever met Travis. Yeah. That's kind of kind of a tangent, but it, uh, remind me now of that. Live- Rob, did you get your question answered? Do you feel? Uh, I don't think. Uh, I don't think that they really had the experiences that like would warrant a truthful yeah, yeah. answer, right? Sorry. I don't, yeah, I think uh, I, I have like a. I have kind of not specifically like being a fan of a team and then joining, but I uh, maybe this is kind of in the same vein. Like when I started esports, my goal was to tell the story of a team that won the international. And this last year, I finally got to do that. And that was just like insane to me. Like, I remember sitting there in the crowd, just thinking, you know, with like Logan and Ian, just being like, holy shit, we're going to win. Like, we're actually going to win TI, the biggest prize pool ever in esports history. I'm sitting here touching this lens. What the fuck? I'm like watching our LCS team on my Alienware laptop sitting in front of me, just like hoping that we don't get relegated. Uh, and like existentially being connected to Gabriel and Trace across uh, California. And just like that was a super surreal moment. So maybe kind of similar, not entirely similar, but it was like a moment that I definitely wanted to be a part of and film and display. And I got to do that. And that was just like crazy. Like at that moment when we won, I was like, I could die. And then I was like, wait, I need to edit the video first we need to produce the video edit it export it upload it premiere it and then i could die wait so i have a question damien uh where did you follow them for like their post win ceremony thing oh it was very very valved off okay well that's probably for the best but i was just wondering if you were part of that like awkward 30 minute like no that was the the champagne thing that was when i appreciated riot's production so much more than valves well, yeah, I was just like, I didn't know if you captured that stuff as well. Like the awkward, like moment where they come down off like the high and then the lady's like, what do you want to do with your life? And he's like, now that you've won, he's like, I don't know. I feel empty. Yeah, I mean, that that was as odd as that 
as that sounds, I felt the exact same way. I was just like, I don't like, there's nothing else to do. Like we've, we've done it already. The goals have been met. Good night. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I guess now, now you're here. You're on this fucking show. Gabe, Damien's yeah, the only it. person. Well, I guess Gabe was technically with them at the time, but Damien's the only one on this That's to true. like see players win like a major international. Oh yeah, I guess right? there. Poor, poor I mean, and... I mean, I'm sorry. Team Liquid won two championships last year. Yeah, the promotion tournament. Oh. Yeah, we won two promotion <laughs> so tournaments. Gabriel dude. was there for both of them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, you know, no, but I guess more specific to the to the question, I was a CLG EU fan. I mentioned earlier, um, big fan of uh, you know Wicked, uh, Yellow Pete, um, and those guys. And so when EG picked them up, um, actually, uh, they became they didn't become Winter Fox, but it was during that transition period that I got to be at the house that I got to see them. So it just it's nice and it's fun. And it's like, oh my gosh, these guys were like awesome, and they were like your heroes, but they're ultimately just normal people. Yeah. By the way, uh, Navi1995 in the chat earlier asked Gabe what happened with the girl. Oh, uh, gosh, I don't even remember. Uh, maybe she just wasn't a big fan of League. Yeah. The play to bring Who her knows? to the semifinals <laughs> did not make it work. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Maybe if Travis got, maybe she knew who Travis Gafford was, yeah. it would have worked out. Thank you so much, Rob, for calling in. No problem, man. I'm glad I got to catch a show because it's usually so late here on the East Coast, but I have spring break. Yeah. Sorry. That's, is that one of the passive? Is that are a you, passive aggressive jab at how late we do the show? Break. Yeah. Are you drunk? <laughs> you just admit no, it. I'm not. You come, you you come on my show. By the way, Mark, passive aggressive jabs at me. Okay, I can't. One episode. Save my thirst. All right. Thank yeah, you guys so much. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Yep. Oh, thank you. All right, looks like we got uh, one more caller here in just a second. Um, He's also, also a superhero. Also, want to give a shout out to um, Easy Moto, Baka Tensai, Genuine Joe, Hobsky, and then Real Foxy gifted a sub to Gabe. So, congratulations, Gabe. Thank you for that. I appreciate for that. The, uh, for the subscription. Real Foxy hooking everybody up, hitting everybody. Up we got Dr. Manhattan returning to the show. He's been here previously. He's a Twitch sub. Uh, how's it going, Dr. Manhattan? Where are you calling from? I'm doing well. I'm calling from the distant, distant planet that is our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Our second Washington, D.C. caller. Nice. Uh, calling into the show today after Risen Lazarus. Hopefully your performance on the show is better than his. What did you want to talk about? Um, anyone ask the producers? Um, just some of like the highs and lows, like like I don't want to get into too specific because I'm not here to just you know dig drama and just find anything like that. Obviously, like that's not what I'm trying to do. But you know, like any specific times where it was just like as producers or like as camera guys that you guys see, it's just like like shit. Like like even though you're behind the camera, because I mean, I think Max at one point said like you know these guys I consider like like some of the guys I consider like really close friends, and it's like at what point even like behind the camera or like maybe that we don't see that's just like it becomes much realer for you guys Damien kind of just talked about that a little bit with his ti experience but yeah max i mean uh tsm has had a lot of high highs and really low lows maybe more than any other team in the the lcs like what uh, the NALCS at least what what has that whole experience been like for you the room and atmosphere 
in uh, at, at every at every worlds I've been to, I guess all three. Um, after we get knocked out, is one of the worst times uh, to film ever. I like literally want to just want to put the camera down and not keep filming the guys. It just feels like wrong to just film these guys in such a vulnerable and emotional state. Like it just feels super weird, but I know it has to be done. Um, and sometimes those rooms are cramped. So I'm like kind of in their face. It's really, really weird. And I hate it. It's like the worst part of the job. Um, so those moments are like, especially 2016, getting knocked out of that one was pretty dark. Uh, just really, really grim atmosphere. Um, so yeah. And then also losing it at MSG. That's like the first time I ever saw like some of the guys cry. Um, so that was pretty dark. And then losing in Las Vegas versus CLG was also a, uh, pretty sucky so yeah those those five moments i guess were the worst and you how much of that translates because it's an interesting situation the same way that damien talked about feeling like a lot of empathy for the players that were on stage at the at ti when they win and sort of sharing that moment with them was it like for you do you do you feel like you share a connection with the players like do you is it is it almost hard to shoot in the really big moments because you want to celebrate with them and you know, is it hard to shoot? Because I've been, I remember I've been on the floor with you as I'm taking a picture of the players lifting a trophy and you're filming them lifting the trophy. You know, what's that, that experience like for you? Yeah, dude, I just want to like jump up and down when we lose or when we win uh, like LCS, like every time. And I just want to like go up on stage and give them all hugs because I was there like I was filming them, you know, talking about strategy, talking about picking bands. It's like, oh, nice. This picking band went well. Like. I know a bit about the game just from like being there and listening. And so once I know something is going well, I'm, I just like want to stop filming and go give these guys hugs. But uh, yeah, like it, it is pretty tough, like, uh, you know, not to get involved, like even when something good is happening, like when there's like a joke going around and you want to join in on the conversation, it's like, I want to say something, I have something to say, but I can't because I want to keep filming. Um, yeah, but, uh, Max is Max is really good at not saying anything. Well, Gabriel on the other I I am awful. I'm terrible at it. I mean, something funny happens. It. <laughs> I just, I, it's I I laugh at everything that's said, and I'm I'm working on it. It's really hard. It's, it's really hard. hard. When Max, do you? Because actually, you you slipped there for a second. I said you you want to jump on the bed when we lose, <laughs> and Twitch chat Twitch chat call you out for. It. But there there's got to be moments where <laughs> it is you're you. You must be like, wow, this is going to be such good content. Like, this might be the best episode yeah, ever. That's, like, that's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. uh, I remember with uh, Rebirth, Damien, like one of your favorite episodes, and I, it, Gabe and I were talking about this the other day. We still agree it's like one of the best episodes ever was the episode at Madison Square Garden when Team Liquid is watching TSM lose to CLG and knowing that they like they can't control their fate at all. And they are now like their their dreams are are going away because they expected TSM to beat CLG, and you know it must be like a, a terrible moment for you, but also like that terrible moment spawned maybe like one of the best pieces of content you've ever made. Mm -hmm. What is that dynamic like? Because it's got to be kind of weird, and neither one of you yeah. guys can answer. Um, definitely, yeah. yeah go, go for Damon. Go no, go for Damon. Okay, uh, it's definitely like. There are sometimes when there's a loss and you're like, well, this is a very interesting narrative because, you know, X player from the team last year just beat our team this year. 
you know, and like Twitch chat starts to spam X was a problem sort of bullshit. And you're like, well, I mean, this is interesting because he's surely grown like Lorlo and Matt beating us. Right. It's like, well, this is pretty <laughs> shitty for our team, but it's great for the narrative. Like, it's very interesting that those players are doing very well. And it's it's a double edge, right? Because right now I feel bad because the team lost to them. But at the same time, it was also a really joyful moment because it's like, oh, Matt and Lorlo have won. And this is like incredible. And so I was like on the edge, not knowing how to feel. Um, Dude, I, I, exact same story. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Hundred Thieves lost to Golden Guardians too. So good job, Matt and Lorlo. But why'd it have to be us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A moment I think of a lot is like uh I think it was Rebirth or Squad, can't remember, but there's just like, oh, I guess it was Rebirth, like when Logo just smashes his keyboard on like a table oh, that's at LCS. A point. Yeah. And then like sure, like that loss must have sucked, but if I was holding the camera, I'd be like, dude, this sucks, but like this is going to be some amazing content. Like, it's going to be a great scene. So, yeah, that happens a lot. And uh, kind of like a guilty feeling there sometimes. But, uh, you know, ultimately we're there not to, like, be a fan, but to uh, make a video. There's, there's actually a special, like, with the water bottle. I didn't that, get it. Yeah, I was supposed to say, do you remember that one, though? Because that was well, so yeah, funny. It kind of tangents on, like, what I was going to say. There are a lot of times that stuff happens, and I'm like, shit, I wasn't rolling. Yeah, and like yep. I used to beat myself up so much about that. Like, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? And ultimately, like, if if you if the audience doesn't know that something happened, it didn't happen, and it doesn't matter. But I always feel so bad either not capturing a really great emotional moment or a really great joyous moment where I'm like, oh, how did I not roll on that joke? Or how was I not rolling in that water bottle that special threw hit the ground and exploded on feet? Oh, that happened? It exploded on Phoenix? Oh, no, that was just hypothetical. Oh, okay. Interesting. Remember, if you didn't see it, it didn't happen, Travis. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Interesting. Uh, finally, sort of, a, since we're on this topic, what's it like in the edit? Because then you, you film these really high highs, you film these really low lows. Not only are you sitting there thinking like, oh, uh, I'm so happy... And also this is going to be great content or I'm so sad, but this is going to be great content. But then you have to make like just one of the most emotional videos ever, right? Like Max, like you had to tell the story for the past two years of a team that like did everything they could. Expectations were so high. And then like it just all comes crashing down at the end. And and Damien, I mean, Team Liquid uh, at Game 2, Team Liquid has had a lot of those situations that, that, you know, all-star rosters end up going to promotion tournaments. So, you know, whenever you guys are in the edit, and I, I know what, you know, I have a glimpse at what it's like. You're going through and you're, like, cutting things down. So you see, like, a shot of a player crying, like, 500 times, right? Because you're like, oh, the LUT isn't working the way I need it to on the <laughs> shot or whatever. You know, like, what... What is that experience like? Because at a certain point in time, do you just become desensitized to it? Like, how does that all work? Uh, go ahead, Max. Yeah, you can start. Not desensitized. Still feel it every time. Um, the worst at it by far for me was MSI 2017, 16, the one in Brazil. 17, right? Yeah. Um, just because that whole tournament, we were like struggling through the plans and then we went through all the all the group stages or all the group stage and uh, ended up losing in a tiebreaker. So I have to tell this entire story, show most of the matches, which was like 12 in total. 
Um, so yeah, that was just pretty grim to go through over and over again. And yeah, like that was one of the most emotional uh, times I've seen uh, the guys, especially Sven. I've never seen him like that like before. So just so dejected after the loss. And uh, yeah, it does like happen to watch those clips over and over again. But uh, we went there for a reason. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, maybe not so much a loss. For, I mean, I had a team liquid loss, and they lost. Um, it was uh, the CS:GO team, so not so much that this audience would relate to. But saying goodbye to players has always been hard, and having that in edits um, is a little tough. Uh, so, like when we said, I think my hardest one was probably Lorlo and Matt. Um, but with the Lorlo one, you can tell that he was like, you know, his voice was like cracking up a little bit. He was um, and so. You know, make being emotional. So cutting those, you want to send them off on a positive note and you want to like really like say thank you to this person. But like at the same time, it's just like this is your friend. You've been filming them. You've been like growing with them for the past X amount of years. And it's just like you have to say goodbye. It just kind of sucks. For Damien. me, uh, the piglet goodbye video. Oh, yeah. Just Dude, like, Damien. That, oh that, was, whew, that was the most emotions I've seen Damien feel. I like I couldn't watch it back without getting to. Like I'm getting teary-eyed just thinking about it, even though I just saw him. Yeah, he's like a but like for for a very long time in the back of my head, uh, my thought was I was put on this planet to tell the story of Piglet, um, and maybe it'll happen again someday. Yeah, you're you're wrong by uh, the way. You're put on the planet to tell the story of Double Lift with me and Faith, uh, the Double Lift documentary. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I have uh, told a lot of stories about Double Lift also. So yeah. Too many, actually. Oh, he's on our team. He's saving the day. All right, now he's gone. All right, now he's back. Yeah, I'm so now he's a villain. Now he's a hero. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I actually love telling the Dardock story. To be honest, oh, Dardock is Gabriel definitely so so much fun. I I I, that kid is great. He's a really good kid. If only those two were on the team at the same time. Imagine double lift after. Uh, Dardoch, Loco Doco. Can it get any more interesting? Gear, lane. You want them on on Echo Fox winning like Dardoch, or would you want Breaking Point Dardoch? Oh, winning Echo Fox winning Dardoch. I mean, that kid gets a a bad rap, and I don't know if I should like feel slightly (laughs) responsible or not. And I kind (laughs) of have. Um, I mean, Breaking Point was a whole thing. Like, I, I went into it only seeing the footage i didn't film any of it and i that's the that's the year i stepped away from leak to do csgo content so i came in like blind um and then so and then it, like it comes out and then i see how the community reacts i'm like oh no like i saw this differently <laughs> you know um yeah. and so like my whole like task from there on out was like dang Darnock's a really good kid i want to like really show that what i see in him and so his goodbye video i was able to do his like welcome back video i was able to do and then um we weren't going to do a goodbye video about him originally because he came back for that short stint on liquid and was like a really not a big thing he was only for a couple weeks um but i was like you know if there's anything you want to say i tweet i think i tweeted him and i was like if anything you want to say anything you want to clear the air of anything like i would gladly stay up because we had to do the video by like the next day i was like i'll gladly stay up and make it and so i was able to tell that story and so i got to feel like my my time in liquid was the darduck story yeah good kid though thanks so much dr manhattan for calling in Hey, I appreciate it. And I like the perspective from from these guys just because, I mean, I've done it before. And I, I mean, as a fan, it's hard enough. So I can imagine being in the room is just. Ugh. Yeah. And thanks. You sparked, yeah. I think, one of the, the better yeah. discussions on the show tonight. So thank you so much. Yeah, yeah thank, you. thank you. All right. Yeah, no problem, man. Appreciate the time. Yeah.
All right. I have one question. If this is going to spark a too big of a discussion, you guys can just tell me no. Um, and this is my personal question. No one asked it quite how I would have liked, but it feels like a lot of the content that teams make is about reaching out to fans of LCS that already exist or their own fans that already exist and trying to acquire fans within an existing pool, which is kind of speaking to what people were talking about, the overlap of how much can people really watch versus creating content that is more accessible even beyond the scope of League of Legends and like your team's brand necessarily. And it feels like there's a pretty big lack of that content. CLG has tried it with like the pro players kind of react to series and stuff like that. But do you feel like this is something that people should be investing more time into, like prioritizing the YouTube algorithm and how that thing likes to work and some of those, or is that just like too off brand generally to go out after the bigger market? I feel, uh, and maybe Max and Gabriel both feel this. Um, that's not something that I want to watch at all. Like I'm never going to queue up one of those videos and be like, I can't wait to see what Darshan says about Gragas stop. Like, I just don't care. <laughs> I want to see like how he felt about the winner, the loss the previous week. Right. Like I want to see, uh, how TSM is handling where they're at right now. Like, you know, is Hanser with this shirt off? Is he not with the shirt off? I don't care about his top lane meta or, you know, what, uh, I, I don't know what random other stuff, but for me, like <clears throat> as like dumb as it sounds like I'm a documentary filmmaker and like these shows as much as people like to be like, Oh my God, they're like scripted drama. It's like, no, they're not. They're, you know, documentary films just way different. Cause we're in a weird ecosystem that doesn't sort of, it, it is expected for content to come out quickly. So you can't sit there and massage a story and make it feel like a real big Netflix documentary. Cause you don't have the time and the resources. And so they kind of feel maybe like a really high production quality vlog uh, in some cases. Um, in other cases, uh, I think Max has come up with making a way for them to always feel really nice and polished all the time. Um, but I, I don't know. For me, like I would never watch any of that content. So I don't even know where to begin. Right. Like I couldn't write the blame game if someone gave me a million dollars, like I couldn't do it. That's just like not my thing, nor could I like think of a really interesting way to get double if to explain like warding in 7.8. Yeah, you're talking more about like bridging esports um, and fans who aren't a fan of league to come and watch all their content. Uh, it's obviously very tough. If there's that where your question is more along the lines of Mark. It's, it's almost like, you know, you can have your document film, film-esque vlog videos, but that's really only appealing to fans that know the LCS and know either your team already versus potentially the greater League of Legends ecosystem and even the greater YouTube ecosystem. Like you're never going to get click-ins probably with, with that kind of content. So it was like, I was wondering if this is something that you guys want to do. Damien clearly know uh, if it's something you guys care about. I don't know what you guys think about that in general. It's pretty tough uh, because ultimately the backbone of all our series is kind of the league <laughs> and uh, that week to week is like the structure that we uh, base along the episodes around. But um, we luckily, 100 Thieves is a little bit different because we, we've got a lot of Nature fans who are a lot of Call of Duty fans coming and watching this content saying, I'm not even a league fan, but I love, love watching this series. So the the least we can do is make a make a show that's not solely about the game. And that's about like 
player personalities and um, their drive and their, you know, struggles and their emotions, something that you can relate to on a level that transcends a game. Um, as long as you know, like they're competing, you know, that's the only thing you really need to know. Uh, so that m- what we can do as like, I guess, as I assume as documentary filmmakers is just kind of, um, at least for this specific show to get people to watch it is, you know, make it interesting to a point where you really don't need to know the game to not grasp with the whole thing, but at least feel what the players are feeling. Do you guys ever feel stuck? Like you, you have to like, as in. League of Legends built up this idea, uh, the esports scene, that like every all these teams have to have these shows that come out every week, and now you guys have to deliver this. Like Breaking Point, maybe being the exception, and I know there's been times where like you guys have done like biweekly or it's shifted around, but like ultimately you have to deliver this product. Is it is it ever annoying or aggravating, or do you feel like it just is like now you're you're trapped in this world where there's always this expectation that. You're going to get this weekly thing out and it like, I'm sure sometimes, Hey, I feel this way with LCS interviews, for instance, like sometimes I go to LCS and I'm like, there's like not an interesting story. It's like week six and there's no patch and the game's played out like everyone expected. And now I just have to like release these interviews, even though they're just kind of, it's a boring week and people that watch these interviews are probably going to think, wow, that's kind of boring. Do you guys feel like it's just annoying that you're stuck kind of in the cycle and that there's this expectation the ecosystem kind of demands it? Um, yeah, when I'm at LCS, sometimes I've talked to content creators from other teams and then they're like, yeah, dude, we're going to start up our own 20 minute show weekly. And I'm like, no, dude, don't do it. Like it's, I don't know, oversaturated is like the right word, but everyone's doing it and you're going to struggle to get views. And like Mark pointed out earlier, like, um, you know, it's kind of hard to bring in new fans, um, especially for the newer teams and especially for us, like at, at the top of the show, we mentioned that, uh, someone mentioned that views for these documentary shows are like going down, not like from the beginning of the split, but like also from like the beginning, like since 2015, when teams started doing them on their own, um, like these are like half. Um, and so, uh, I hate talking about like the YouTube algorithm and like, if you, you have to use this type of thumbnail, um, that has these colors. Or it has to have this type of title with, you know, exclamation marks. Um, I hate that type of stuff, but that's just, it's a part of it, um, unfortunately. And uh, that's a big reason why I stopped doing Legends because uh, I need, we need to, or at least for TSM, we want to like bring in um, the younger fans. Um, so we're going to try to see what's like appealing to them on YouTube, even if it's like I joined to do the documentary, but, uh, you know, uh, we want some more fans. So, yeah. It's just a part of it and it sucks, but yeah. Yeah. Last year's squad was like really tiring. Where it was like, all right, here's another week, an episode, but it'll be like, <laughs> don't worry, we'll get him next time. Okay, cool. That there is a good arc there because people looked extra sad and we almost got him. And then the next week, it's like, ah, oh, another week of don't worry, we'll get him next times. And that's why like squad last year kind of just. I mean, we had a bunch of other stuff going on as one up, so we kind of had to set the series aside sometimes. Um, ultimately, like one up isn't just about the sh- team shows. Um, last year, especially, it was focused a lot in other work or other teams. Like we did a lot of stuff with Hungry Box. We started Stasco content. We did the Dota thing, and so squad kind of went aside a little bit. Um, but yeah, sometimes it does get a little like okay. What are we going to do this week? That's why, like, last week's 
squad for me was super refreshing because it wasn't just like what happened that week. It was like talking about the story of how we signed the roster and like getting the players in the Immortals jersey and filming hero shots and you know, like that kind of stuff felt like really nice and a refresh refreshing taste so to speak and like I, I appreciate a lot of the stuff that gabriel does well he'll, he'll do like insert shots you see the hell boosted because he has all the tl gear but like doing tl shots and of course it's in the rain um who knows what that's gonna be yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, to I, you know, Gabe. I mean when, when the tl jersey turned into cody son of the tl jersey tell me that wasn't clean well that was sick um it's a it's it's tough um in the sense that you know i'm sure we all want to do more and you always have a week to do it and it's not even a week to do it it's like five days because you still have to you know get it out like two days or a day before the lcs it's the turnaround time that's a that's the most like constricting feeling um it's like you know you want to do these cool things you watch all these cool movies i know like Damon and I were talking about, we want to do like a Edgar Wright style. Like, I'm like, okay, well, there's no time to, um, there's so much that we want to do that. You just don't really have time to innovate, uh, your show. Um, so I mean, small things help. Uh, I'd never feel like trapped. I mean, I'm only on step seven, you know, so I'm not, I'm the, I'm not the content King God. That's what 86 episodes that Max has done like 86 weekly episodes sure he took a break breaks. for like breaks but 80 jeez um off season was my break yeah yeah exactly off season was your break so uh it's ultimately just yeah it's a it's the the week's restraint is the hardest part i, yeah. I would say more than anything yeah just, that's just esports like the short turnaround times but also i'm pretty sure you guys have both felt like you guys are building this narrative like all oh, the teams doing well they're just too old hell yeah we're building this narrative our team is like beast now the next week Oh, too, like, fuck, dude. Exactly. He's like building this whole arc and now it's just ruined. Do Um, I make it super sad? Like, you know, like, like, but we were just 2 0. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's it's a bit tough. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Mark, you have anything else here? No, I think uh, it just sounds like, you know, it's a personal thing for some people. Yeah. Sorry that we're not offline TV. No, that's not. Sorry that we're not talking about why. Well, you're cutting in and out, Davian. I guess having a wrong opinion discourse, just like, shut up. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> what, I, what were you going to say, Damien? I said, uh, sorry that we're not all offline TV talking why more guys. Is he, oh, is he cutting? <laughs> he's intentionally cutting himself in and out. Is he? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, you, you keep saying, you're sens- it sounds like you're censoring. He keeps saying, I'm sorry I'm not offline TV, and, and then it keeps cutting right there. <laughs> talking about what? Talking about Morgana what? Talking about why certain champions are hot. Okay. There's, yeah, I do love. I'm not saying that's what you have to do. I default to that so much. That I, video, I'm like, ah. I make I, mean, I make jokes views, about that though. too, that's where I'm thing. like, we got more views than probably all our shows added up right now. Well, no, but I mean, like, we did an improv shoot and like talking about like the the YouTube algorithm. Like, we used a pretty fucking clickbaity title and like thumbnail, and you, like, I don't know, you get a lot more views, but your viewer retention's down a lot. You feel kind of shitty about it. Your comments are different because you <laughs> had different expectations, like. I understand. Like, I'm not, I don't like doing the clickbait shit either, but that's a different project. Scar made got... the right decision. He stopped doing interviews and started yeah. doing videos about which League of Legends character he would fuck. And I, <laughs> I, that's a I, single I video. One video. What about Heart? Didn't he do a Hearthstone one too? 
Okay, so you said League of Legends. I know, so I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. We got like 20. We play Mafia. Broader... Where the fuck are the Where the fuck are the Mafia videos for the people? Like that's not clickbaity. Why don't you guys play Mafia one I, fucking night? Mark, a listen, org. Mark. We all make fun of offline because we're jealous of the views. I, yeah, that's it. And I'm just saying. You guys have Saturday and Sunday nights. I don't know if everyone wants to do it. I'm not saying you have to do it. I was just wondering if that's something you guys wanted to do. Damien's clearly a no. That's fine. Max, you're going to say something? It's a no until we do it. Okay. Can I, can I ask everyone, even like Mark and Travis, like if you guys have any... I always like asking this question, like any inspirations or influences, like for Mark, I guess, sports broadcasters or Travis, journalists or broadcasters and... Uh, Gabe and Damien, like directors or cinematographers, like do you guys? Yeah, Broden wanted to ask this earlier, and then I cut him off. But this is good. Okay. Yeah. Gabe or Damien, you want to start? No, I want to hear Mark first. I need to think. Oh, I want to hear Travis first. You want to hear me? Yeah, I want to get the boring stuff out of the way. No, uh, (laughs) for me. So when I was at GameSpot, there was a guy named Danny O'Dwyer who now left to go work on, he created a Patreon and now does a, runs a thing called Noclip. Um, he is, out of all the people that I've worked with, like, just, uh, I respect his work more than anybody, you know, just as, he was a big inspiration for me and somebody I really looked up to. And, like, I still think I'm not anywhere near the level of that guy, but uh, he's just a god. And so... On that front, like I just really like the content that he creates and sort of he did a show called The Point, which he started to revive. Um, and I just wish, hope someday that I can be as well-spoken and thoughtful as sort of the way he can take on all these different things. Um, for more, more recently, I have been excited because I have discovered what everybody else in the world has already known about for a long time, which is uh, people like Casey Neistat, Peter McKinnon. Um, and it's kind of like the perfect time for me to find these guys on YouTube because like, I always thought for a long time that YouTubers were basically like people similar to this, but just like tons of jump cuts in front of a webcam. Like, Hey guys, it's me again for another episode of, you know, this makeup tutorial and uh, whatever. Instead, I started to find all these people that are able to create like really awesome little stories, narratives, thoughts, like rants about stuff mixed like very disparate elements of their life together and, and do the stuff. And for me right now at a point in time where I'm not at GameSpot, I'm not at Yahoo and I'm sort of trying to establish myself like the, the channels literally called Travis Gafford. Um, it's really interesting. So like to that end, I did a vlog earlier this, this week um, uh, sort of talking about my life and it's more personal than anything I've done, I think to date. And, uh, and just looking at that stuff and especially partnering up with Broden who, um, I think we all agree is like a really, really good uh, creator. I think it's sort of exploring yeah. all that stuff. So that's kind of like, it's fun for you to ask me that question right now, Max, because I'm just, I feel, I was telling a friend last night, like I am so excited about my channel and the content that I'm making. It is the the last time I can remember feeling this way and feeling so creative was like when I first started making state of the league, like I, the very first episode of State League, I put it out there and Reddit was kind of like, uh, this is okay, but like there's potential here, but like it needs to be better. I didn't want to wait another week to make the next episode of State League. I wanted to do it right then because like so excited about it. So I'm just really excited. Those are all the, the people I'm kind of pulling passion and inspiration from. Nice. Uh, I originally got into content 
because uh, I used to watch this podcast called Dignition. Um, and I really, really, really do a show similar to this, um, like about tech stuff. That's kind of like how I got started in content creation as a whole. Uh, so that was step one. Then step two uh, was free to play where I was like, oh, shit, this esports documentary stuff is insane. I would love to do this. Uh, and then step three, obviously, was being in the glorious graces of Travis and working with him on a couple events and just realizing like how you could get so much respect for literally doing nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Moving um, on. To the no, next I, I mean, uh, like, kind of throwing back to what I was talking about uh, way, way in the beginning. Like, a lot of the stuff that Max did in TSM Legends when I was doing Rebirth inspired me to do more. Um, and like, uh, like Lewis, who has been working with us at One Up Studios, like his cinematography that he did with like Misfits and G2 was just like, oh, I'm shit again. Like I would watch his stuff and I'd be like, well, I'm shit. Like I thought I was like at least like top three. It looks like I'm shit again. Even with Vital, like I would watch his C9 videos and I was just like, I'm shit again. Like how is his, (laughs) like I know what lenses he uses. Like when I use those lenses, I just look like I'm like shaking the entire time. Like I don't understand. And like watching like Ian edit or like watching the stuff that he cuts down in like the time that he does and like how much energy it has in it. And then looking at my own edit that I've been sitting there for like a day and a half and being like, holy shit, I don't even have like (laughs) you roll over this. Yeah. Like what the, what's going on with me? Um, I think I'm inspired about a lot of the people in the scene gabriel definitely uh and i've been preaching this i think he has the most interesting show right now um in terms of like what he's doing and how he's doing it um and so yeah i i take a lot of inspiration from uh i think people in the scene and then also i i don't i feel like i don't watch that much stuff like the only things that i watch that are not esports content is like uh every marvel movie every star wars movie and that's like pretty much it. Nice. <laughs> like midnight showings and that's it yeah gabe yeah um obviously it's the there's a lot of internal i wouldn't say competition it would just we all kind of like I'm sure watch each other's shows and are are trying to see like what we can do better, what they're bringing to the table. Um, I know back when I was on liquid, we'd like watch Max's show. He's like, Oh, he's cranking this out weekly. Oh shoot. His shots are so clean. Like, you know, it's like, it's just um, all these different things. And so now that we're all on three different, you know, teams, I'm, I'm sure like yours are the two I watch, you know, and I, I watch, I'll add in recall too. Sometimes on cloud nine. Um, but I just keeping up to date with uh, everyone in the scene and how much, we're all trying is really motivating. You know, we're all in the same boat. We all have the same week. We all live the same LCS. So it's really nice to see what each person can bring to the table. Um, But outside of content, like what got me in it was just kind of like cliche TV shows that always were like super emotional at the end. So they called Chuck love Chuck. I knew it. Chuck was amazing. I got to drop Chuck NBC TV shows. Um, Recently it's a show called this is us. Um, it's just very, very emotion heavy shows, um, and the way that they do it and the way that they're able to bring that emotion, um, through someone. And so that's like always my goal. goal it's so to weird get, to hear like Gabe's inspiration are just like, you know, <laughs> the, did, yeah. the mass market, like laugh track emotion. Stuff. I wouldn't even say <laughs> laugh track emotion. Like, like this is us, the way they do, all tie it together. Sure. It's like over the top. Um, but it's just very smart. 
And yeah. um, it's obviously able to pull a lot of emotion out of people. And that's always been my goal. I've always wanted to make people feel, you know, feelings that are like not surface yeah. level feelings. I, I, I'm actually, I'll, if, if you're done, Gabe, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm actually like a hundred percent the same way. Like, I don't think I have anyone I look at in, in particular. Cause I, I don't consider myself like I need to be like Charles Barkley. I'm a sports broadcaster. This is what I do. Even though that is my main job with riot. Like I've always just wanted to make people feel the way I feel when I enjoy what they're doing, whether it's like music games or movies or like the three big forms of media I consume. So like some songs just like make me have a different perspective about the world. Same with like some movies and some games, like dark souls blew my mind the first time I played it. Like, I want to make a game like that someday. And so like, I just want to make things that had that impact on other people, the way that other stuff impacted me. Um, the only person that I sh I'll shout out and I, the only person I ever subscribed to on Patreon, only motherfucker who like, I am stunned at is this guy called Matthew Matosis. Uh, and he's a video games reviewer. And he is just like the smartest motherfucker I've ever seen talk about video games. It is so unbelievable how like in depth he goes watch him for the love of god he's not big enough he's like he's like monkish in his approach of like not wanting to be influenced by outside like thinking it's like to a fault where he like covers games that no one cares about but i love that guy max closes uh oh damien what i i totally remember someone that really inspires me and i I have to I have to say it because I would be lying to myself if I didn't like listening to Thorin's interviews and his interview style, like when he talks to people just like completely changed like my perspective. Like I worked on this HTC C9 slash like Thorin thing. Um, and like I, I the same feeling like I listened to him interview those players and I was just like, Oh my God, my interview style. I just feel like a dog barking at people. Bark, bark. They got some dogs. We got some dogs, you know? Um, and so, uh, a huge shout out to Thorin. I think Thorin has made me think a lot differently about, uh, how to, how to present some stories and storylines and players. Max closes out with your thoughts. Uh, who do you like? Uh, for me, I do like specific people like David Fincher. Um, I love the social network. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I don't think the, I don't think Fight Club is the best movie ever. Like most people think it is, but I love how it looks visually. Um, I forget the name of the cinematographer that he usually works with, but uh, yeah, love David Fincher. And uh, you guys probably won't know him. His name is Hideo Kojima. He's like. A game designer. Oh yeah. Uh, Wait, yeah. What do you mean? Like, we probably want everybody knows to do. Okay. Come cool. on, All right. Cool. Um, yeah. Just like <laughs> his method of storytelling is pretty cool. Um, so I I look up like cutscenes in his games, which is like kind of weird, but um, yeah, he inspired me a lot. And then Max, yeah, you should watch Matthew Matosa's breakdowns of his games. Oh really? Like Metal Gear? Yeah. Stuff? Yeah. Yeah. He he goes through the Metal Gear franchise. Uh, it's oh, less. Okay. It's probably less artistic of a breakdown and more about game design stuff but uh -huh. it's still really cool you might appreciate it gotcha gotcha okay everyone's calling me out in the chat for saying you guys wouldn't know if we did i don't know whatever <laughs> he's, no, a, well, he's just a very i think yeah. he's one of the biggest names for game creators right yeah yeah. it's part of it and then music wise i don't know like radiohead like inspires me a lot somehow like i usually yes, some queen sometimes i put radiohead tracks on the timeline in premiere pro like my <laughs> software 
an edit to those. I don't know if that makes sense to any of you guys, but um, that usually like inspires, um, you know, sequences and Doesn't grading. Doesn't feel bad then when you rip it out and you're like, well, yeah. here's uh, some music from a subscription service we pay fourteen ninety nine yeah. for. That's Not so much like, I, yeah. There was a Max. You know that one song that Radiohead did for uh, the 007 movie that didn't get used. Oh yeah, Spectre. So there was like this shot of like David Lim like walking back or sitting and watching uh, TSM play versus Immortals and like Loco walking backstage and I had this like tracking shot and like I put it on the timeline to that song ah. and like it was like this sick scene or at least at the time I thought it was like this super sick scene and I was like well I could never use this for anything <laughs> so I just tweeted it out. Yeah, yeah. that's what I've always so wanted to do like recuts of somewhere, stuff. Yeah for sure like yeah. one day I would love to go recuts. Like I I want to recut Breaking Point one day, one nice. day. Oh, I know. You want don't you want to make it more of like a festival film that's like all encompassing. Yep, that explains Coming what soon. esports is and blah blah blah. Except, yeah. and amazing if Dardock wins the split. You know. Do, uh, do you guys have? Oh, ahead. sorry. Oh, uh, I was just gonna ask the creatives like if they had any aspirations to like work on like a feature film or something or is this like it for you um like for me personally like i have no interest like zero interest in ever directing or DPing like a feature film so that that's exactly what i thought until like this last month or two Mm -hmm. where i was just like oh my god i know how i know how i can direct a marvel movie and it would (laughs) to be a marvel movie shot from the perspective of like younger kids so like the the concept would be like uh them sorry (laughs) the the concept would be like them filming a documentary about themselves with like cut to interviews and it's like oh i've done that forever like that's something that Ah. i can do Gabe, uh, really quickly answer, and then I think we have to wrap. Zero percent. I love esports. I love the the content in esports. I just really want to grow a grow a brand, grow an org. Like what you know, Damien has a huge impact on Liquid. You've had a huge impact on TSM. Just want to have that huge impact on Hundred Thieves. Nice, Max. Really quickly, you. Uh, yeah. So you said you don't want to. Yeah. 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 yeah, For sure. Nice. All right. Final round. Shoutouts, Gabe. uh, What What do you want to plug? Any teases? When's Heist coming out? What's going? Who's Who's it about? Anything uh, like what can I say? It comes out Friday. As it always does. Always comes out Friday. Uh, any teasers? Um, it's a very routine episode. And yeah, I uh, thank you for the, so much love on the last episode. It, it meant a lot that you know everyone when you guys all saw the thrush hook part and i got a lot of comments on it about it sinking even you damien like i appreciate it just a lot of work goes into them and it's nice when they're recognized and max anything you want to shout out any plugs um yeah look out for the first episode of tsm legends that is not made by me edited by me or directed by me uh coming this friday made by andrew white he's the director now so looking forward to that i'm not watching like as he's editing so i'm just gonna be watching alongside everyone else so i'm excited to see that nice damien i have somber news but great news at the same time uh so this week there isn't going to be a um there's not gonna be a squad sorry you cut out okay there's there's no squad this week Ooh, it doesn't squad is non-existent this week we are uh opening 
the office officially. And so there's going to be like a ton of like Dell executives and really important, smarter people than myself uh, coming by the office. And so we're shooting a lot of that um, because I think there's going to be some really cool stuff there. And uh, the players are really seeing specifically like the CSGO team are really seeing the office in its final form, um, which it like even from like two weeks ago, like Ian came back today and he was just like, oh, my God, this place looks totally different. So we're spending a lot of time focusing up on that, like making sure we got like a ton of graphics cards. So we like, you know, beefed up our computers and we're spending a ton of time just like getting all of our decks in a row, so to speak. And so the show is on hold and so you're gonna get a a a two-week episode when it comes back mark i just want to say thank you to the chain smokers for everything they did from 2015 (laughs) rest in peace kelby thanks everyone for watching the show really appreciate it. we put out an audio version of this show which is on itunes and google play people message me all the time and say have you ever thought about releasing it in podcast form yes actually i have and we do and you could just find out by Googling it or looking on iTunes or Google Play. So uh, if you guys want the podcast version, you can do that there. Thanks so much to Max, Gabriel, Damien uh, for this and for sharing so much of their interesting stuff uh, with us, uh, their their thoughts on everything. Uh, and please check out my YouTube channel. I've got a different video going up this week, one that uh, is a little bit more scripted and different than anything I've done before. And I really should be finalizing it right now. So hopefully it comes out tomorrow or Wednesday. But... Thanks, uh, everyone. This has been Hot